0: This show is part of the Head Stuff Podcast Network.
2: This is how it's always been. I'm on the outside looking in. Welcome to Double Love, the podcast in which we explore the strange and terrifying world of Sweet Valley High, book by book. I'm Anna Gary. I'm Karen Moynihan. And this week, because I guess we've committed to this format and we can't skip anything <laughs> at this stage.
0: After four years, there's no getting out of it now.
2: <laughs> Sadly, there isn't. We are discussing book 79, The Long Lost Brother.
0: He is neither long lost, long nor lost. He's neither. He's <laughs> a brother. We'll give him that. But Jesus, come on now.
2: <laughs> oh, God. If ever there was a book that tried to contrive drama where really there was not enough material this is that book I guess we have no choice because as I said we have committed to exploring this series book by book and so um, we will dive right in with taglines and blurbs. The cover tagline is will Tim ever be accepted in Sweet Valley
0: and uh, spoiler alert the answer is yes like immediately it's fine no one has any issues with Tim
2: no (laughs) Apart from Sarah. But yeah. uh, uh, can you give us the backline, please?
0: Yeah, looks can be deceiving.
2: What does that even mean in this context? It's not even relevant, like... Like, is it meant to be Tim looks good, but he's not good? But actually, he is kind of but good. he so- is,
0: exactly. So it's like, yeah, it's it's kind of alluding to Tim not being what he seems when actually he's a very sound guy and there's nothing, there's nothing in terms of drama here that deserves an entire storyline. <laughs> no,
2: not at all. Well, they're going to try, uh, listeners, and here <laughs> is the full blurb. It's no secret that pretty popular Sarah Eastbourne, who's so popular we've never heard of her before.
0: (laughs) Literally never.
2: Has a twin brother named Tim. Sarah had told her friends at Sweet Valley High that Tim chose to live with their father on the East Coast when their parents were divorced. But she didn't tell them that Tim was in reform school. (laughs) Now Tim's out of reform school. (laughs) (laughs) And ready to start a new life in Sweet Valley with Sarah and their mother. Sarah desperately wants Tim to keep his criminal past a secret. When Tim becomes friends with Elizabeth Wakefield, (laughs) because of course he does, (laughs) it's... It starts dating Sarah's best friend, Amanda Hayes. Amanda. Sarah is afraid that the truth will come out and her social life at Sweet Valley High will be ruined. I mean, Amanda's her friend who is quite sulky and not altogether, you know, well, I would say much of a prize. Mm -mm. (laughs) Uh, Her boyfriend (laughs) is terrible. Actively one of the worst boys we've met
0: good god yeah they obviously weren't going to burn someone that we kind of like at this stage on uh, on this storyline because this guy <laughs> fucking sucks oh
2: my god bob hillman really he's up there in the pantheon of terrible sweet funny <laughs> men anyway that's her social life but she's worried it will be ruined <laughs> we're told tim has betrayed her before and she isn't going to let him do it again no matter what <gasps> that sounds like she's gonna like kill him or something
0: I really thought someone was going to die or had died or something, but no. no. <laughs> Don't get your hopes up, listeners. <laughs>
2: um, well, I mean, you can get your hopes up for the cover because the cover is pretty good. Can you describe Do you, it,
0: please? This is the thing. The cover is actually the best thing about this book. Um, mm. Again, like I was kind of like, Jesus, Tim really just breezed in here and earned himself a spot on a cover of a book. But like, what were the options really? Him or Sarah or fucking Bob? Like, you know there was no good choice here really <laughs> to to make it on the cover but uh, but anyway look Liz is there to save the day thank god um, so it's you know it's a classic Liz shoulder pat which oh, we do love to is. see I think this is our first uh, boy shoulder pat it's usually some unsuspecting oh, girl that she's hovering over this um, is
2: true
0: so this makes a nice change uh, yes yeah, so we've got uh, Liz and Tim Tim is rocking that Canadian tuxedo he is double <laughs> denim very enjoyable quite the cool yes. dude uh white t-shirt and yeah just the kind of matching <laughs> denim jacket and jeans like it's yeah it's a look uh we're very much in the early 90s now oh, judging by his hair we this are some, i knew boys with hair like that uh, very extremely 90s boys hair it's that kind of kind of floppy curtainy kind yes, of cut yes yes very much so. He's looking very perturbed off into the distance and actually Lisa Toon uh, sent us a message on Twitter to point out that he looks like Jaskier from The Witcher which he absolutely does. Like when you see pictures side by side. I don't know, did you watch The Witcher?
2: I did not but I saw that photo and that made total
0: sense. Oh my God, he absolutely does. (laughs) Like it's crazy. Um, So yes, very like him and uh, yeah, Liz, you know, we love an outfit uh, and we are getting one here. (laughs) So that's fun. (laughs) The High waisted Chinos are back with the vengeance. They are. She's um, wearing. It's a very enjoyable top, is what I'll say. I'm not sure if it's a jumper or. I think it is. I think it actually. Yeah, this, the collar looks looks kind of woolly or something. But there's this kind of pattern. Is it like an argyle pattern? Kind of, but not really. Yeah. It's More just diamond. diamonds. Yeah. Kind of diamondy pattern. It's well, it looks kind of mint green on my cover, but that could be that, that it's a bit faded at this stage. Oh, I've um, got a
2: black and white version. I'm going to look at uh, at the color because I, I did read it on the Kindle. Mm. Oh, it looks sort of mint green. Yeah, with a yeah. darker green yeah. doing the diamonds. Doing the
0: pattern. Yeah, uh, she's got some books in her, in one arm. She's got, again, a colour coordinated uh, barrette in her hair matching her jumper. Oh, it's a great look. Nice. I'm yes. a fan. This is great. <laughs> Actually,
2: kind of bit 2021. 20, you know, the high-waisted, like I could see that. Actually, there's a great French brand called Cezanne, and uh, I would recommend listeners look up their new collection because I can absolutely see Liz's outfit in it.
0: Yeah. So well, uh, maybe know. she it's, it's... is
2: on trend.
0: You know, it's nice to see that she's left her Victorian ghost ways behind <laughs> somewhat, just for a little bit anyway. Temporarily, she's stepping into 1991. So uh, that's that's very enjoyable. But yeah, no, this is actually a great cover, to be fair. It, it is. Uh, yeah, a lot better than what's inside. <laughs> it is the best thing about this whole experience. <laughs> Truly, yes.
2: Well, we begin with a surely unnecessary detail. Um, there's a lot of unnecessary details in this book. Well, we're, called, we're told, 16-year-old Elizabeth Wakefield, a junior at Sweet Valley High. Mm-hmm. I mean, who reading this book needs to be given that info dump at the very beginning?
0: <laughs> no, one. Surely th- there must be a more elegant way to do that if someone was to randomly pick this one up as their yes. first book and God help them if they did <laughs> because they would not come back
2: <laughs> well we're reminded about how gorgeous uh, she was or she is in what is the first of two uh, twin descriptions and um, uh, but we're told that at the moment the last thing Elizabeth was thinking about was her looks and a thoughtful <laughs> expression shone in her aquamarine eyes and why
0: well, because she is chatting to a lady called Mrs. Marstow, who apparently is head of the, and again, this is the book's words, the local shelter for battered women.
2: Yes. Um, by the way, we're just going to, I don't know if this needs a trigger warning. So there are no descriptions of, um, of you know, domestic violence mm. in this book or is a really but there are references to uh, a- the AA and other 12-step programs and Al-Anon yeah. and Al-Ateen and uh, Liz and Ina do go to a women's refuge but um, yes that is if that's not something you you want even to hear even casually referred to this mm-hmm. is just your your heads up. believe me. You will miss nothing.
0: Oh, truly nothing. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so there's a well-meaning and accurate sort of PSA, which we assume listeners, you all know, just about how all sorts of women can end up staying in abusive relationships, whatever mm. their, their backgrounds. And, um, you know, it is kind of accurate and, and well-meaning. So uh, I guess well done, because this is probably something teenagers should know. But, True. Oh, yeah. Very interesting it, to read about as an adult.
0: Well, true, yeah. It, it's pretty heavy-handed, but yes. I guess we have to give them a pass on it, really, because it yes. is still good information. So Exactly. Yeah.
2: And it's, you know, it possibly did help um, some some youthful readers. Mm, so, you uh, fair enough. But, uh, yeah, you also think, it also feels like this is going to go somewhere plot-wise, but it really doesn't.
0: Oh, I really thought it was going to, and I was kind of like, oh, God, is there a really grim B-plot oh, coming up here? That, but
2: yeah.
0: uh, No, this is just Liz's latest article for the Oracle, so yes. no need to panic. And,
2: uh, <laughs> Multiple log PSAs on the subject. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, so uh, yeah, the counselling service is based at the ever-expanding community centre, <laughs> <laughs> which refers women to um, to the refuge if if they if they need to to get out of their uh, home situation. And I'm reminded that Liz knows about the centre because the amazing Project Youth, one of about ten zillion organisations based there, apparently.
0: Honestly, this community centre is like a plaza or something. It's some (laughs) kind of like enormous umbrella group of (laughs) every kind of fucking community service you could think of.
2: Yes. So uh, yeah, Liz is disappointed to hear that, you know, there isn't an easy solution to Hmm. domestic violence, but um, Mrs. Marstow tells her that, you know, they are making progress and they're getting the word out that there are places to go and violent behavior is not acceptable and people want to help. So uh, so as my notes, I can't sneer at them for sharing this. It is important, but this is going on for a very long time.
0: Oh, quite a while, yeah
2: yes. Liz wants to uh, visit the shelter and Mrs Barso says, Grant will take this 16 year old along without checking with any of the women who live there, as long as she keeps oh, the location a secret
0: that's the thing, yeah, she explains how the location's a secret, obviously for like, to protect the women there, and then she's like, yeah, of course, random child, why don't you come along <laughs> here and write about it for your fucking school newspaper
2: I mean, there's a lot of very irresponsible behaviour about letting oh, well, a the child out the window.
0: oh my god <laughs>
2: well Liz leaves and gets a lift from Jessica in the death wagon and um, <laughs> yeah one description twin description isn't enough because we get a reminder of how gorgeous Jessica is
0: yeah like an entire page of it in case we missed it the first time around
2: yeah. we're told that no style as tame as a French braid would do for Jessica's hair it fell <laughs> freely around her shoulders glistening and sexy
0: why the glistening is <laughs> it wet She's <It's> just got <laughs> <laughs> <with> wet hair <laughs> <laughs> Wet look moose. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, uh, yeah, apparently Ned and Alice have been warning the girls if if they are ever careless behind the wheel. And I'm wondering, is this all gearing up to the old evil twin? Like in about 15 books is probably that's the very, the accident.
0: Some pretty early groundwork, isn't it? Yeah.
2: Um, because we do get, spoiler alert, a reference to dirt bike racing. And of course, Jessica's dead boyfriend, Sam Woodruff, is a Ooh. dirt bike racer. The one that Liz accidentally kills
0: <laughs> huge spoilers you guys but if you're here I'm sure you already knew that <laughs> oh you absolutely
2: do enough people want us to discuss the evil twin and if you know about that you know about the build up
0: you know what's coming
2: but yeah I, I was wondering was this random uh, thing about you know the mm. twins have to drive safely and a they? they drive dangerously, they'll have to hand over their keys. I would think if they want them to drive safely, they would make them wear seatbelts and tell them to stop letting their friends sit on their knees. Sit
0: on their laps driving around. Like, come on. Sorry, But car safety has never been an issue for these bitches.
2: No. Well, Jessica's pissed off because she's running late for her date with Steve Anderson. A bit of continuity that also goes nowhere.
0: I I actually, I was so impressed that he survived the last book, but then, yeah, he probably (laughs) just disappears again. So it was short-lived enthusiasm for Steve, unfortunately. Well, Liz,
2: Liz tells her about, you know, her... The piece she's working on, to which Jessica, ever the the sympathetic, uh, you know, empath that says, bummer. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yep, that's her take on it.
2: <laughs> well, we cut to the house of Sarah Eastbourne. And the post has arrived. She wishes her mother would get a mailbox instead of what she calls an old-fashioned slot in the door, which she refers to as if it's the description. Like she might as well say, "Oh, like that hole in the ground, that somebody <laughs> throws mail into randomly." Like it's a letter box, Sarah. <laughs>
0: <No>. <laughs> I suppose in America, though, they often have the like the like proper box, like mailbox, sitting at the end of the yeah. Fen- fence, sitting by the fence at the end of the driveway, or that, like, yeah, but, True. but yeah, like that slot in the door is pretty standard here.
2: <laughs> it is. Well, uh, Sarah's there with her friend Amanda, and we're told that the pair have a lot in common. Both were popular, allegedly, <laughs> uh, which is why I've never heard of them, and got good grades, and both excelled in modern dance. Ooh. <laughs> Again, there was an opportunity to seed them in the Misty and Sweet Valley book.
0: Yeah, 100%. And did they do it? They did not.
2: No. (laughs) Well, Sarah isn't too happy when she sees what's arrived in the post.
0: Yeah she kind of flips through it and there's like a, an envelope from her dad addressed to her mother which she reckons is the monthly support check uh, but there's a letter from her brother Tim so she, her stomach jumps nervously and she kind of freaks out a little bit but then like pretends it's fine because her friend Amanda is with her and she doesn't want to let on that she's been kind of spooked by a letter.
2: Yes um, we're told that uh, Amanda Bob Hillman who was Sarah's boyfriend and the other kids at Sweet Valley High meant too much for her she couldn't take a chance on losing their friendship and respect. Because of Tim. (laughs) You would literally think Tim was uh, like white supremacist serial killer. Like the shame she exhibits about him.
0: Honestly, the way she talks about Tim, I fully thought that somebody died because of something he did, like back in Connecticut or wherever it is that they used to live.
2: Yes. Well, well, she uh, she does tell Amanda, even though she doesn't mention uh, any of uh, Tim's carry-on, she wishes that her dad could send her some love and attention, send her just to check. And Amanda is, uh, is sympathetic. And we're told that her parents, Bill and Sharon Hayes, were happily married. <laughs> like, What? Why that extraneous detail? We never see we just, anything
0: of Bill and Sharon no, Hayes. Who gives a shit about Bill and Sharon Hayes? Get out of here, Amanda. Jesus
2: so Amanda suggests talking to her dad but Sarah's like oh there's no point you don't need him anyway and then Amanda asks her questions that sound like something you'd say to someone you have just met not your supposed best friend she's like so what's the story who's your brother and he's like well Sarah's like well we're twins Like, how does she
0: not know this It's very weird. Yeah, the way she kind of says, it's like, tell me about your brother. And it's like, I thought you two were friends. So, you know, like she has a brother who's her twin. Like, I don't know. And then do you miss him? And it is very kind of like they've just met and this is her now realising that her brother doesn't live with her or something. It's really strange. Yeah. And
2: she's like, oh, we're twins. Fraternal, of course. It's like, uh, yes, we would assume so. But like, how is this news to your alleged best, best friend, Amanda? (laughs) Um. And yeah, when Amanda says, Do you miss him? We're told, Yes, answered a voice deep within Sarah's heart. But she's like, Oh, not really. Um, and Amanda kind of pushes it. And uh, Sarah kind of is a bit defensive, but then apologizes. And Sarah thinks how much she appreciates Amanda, but would hate to lose her. Like she lost her other friends because <gasps> of Tim.
0: Damn it, Tim. <laughs> <laughs> Again, nobody died, so it's not as bad as it sounds.
2: <laughs> no. Later, her, uh, Sarah's mother, Janet Eastbourne, arrives home from her architecture job. And who could she be a friend of?
0: Oh, why, it's Alice Wakefield.
2: How <laughs> think we're going to make, make more of that. I'm going to just it.
0: Honestly, yeah. It's like they're just throwing in all these details and there's just no need for the half of it, like, at all.
2: Yes. I mean, Bill and Sharon are the worst, but... Uh, <laughs> Bill and Sharon... <laughs> Well, um, as Sarah makes dinner, Janet uh, Eastbourne reads the letter from Tim and uh, she's got some views.
0: Oh, yeah, he, well, she kind of, yeah, again, it's very exposition-y because it kind of yeah. tells us all about how he's been taking a special class in car repair uh, through the vocational high school. Uh, you know how he loves cars, again, like a very normal way to talk to your daughter. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, uh, Janet kind of says how much she misses uh, Tim but yeah, she says that he, wait, what was it? That he's. Oh, well, she says, oh, he loves cars. And Sarah's hit.
2: like, oh, you loves it, loves it so much, he stole one. Yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, Miss Janet wants to talk about it, but Sarah's like, oh, gives her, gives us a big exposition dump that is,
0: is so contrived. Oh, it's so, ex- like these whole first kind of chapters are super expositiony. Yeah. Like, we're just let know that with Tim yeah he drank too much he took drugs and finally he stole a car now he's in reform school doesn't that about cover it and like yes it does Sarah That's some very clumsy <laughs> exposition thank you but um yeah her mum was kind of trying to defend Tim just saying look he made some terrible mistakes he's trying to turn his life around now and he's apparently he's been getting really good grades at school and he's been attending Alcoholics Anonymous meetings yeah um but Sarah's just not having it and she's just like whatever he's always lied to us before and why would he change now but he actually is making efforts it seems like yes
2: uh, and uh, Sarah runs away crying, mm. as is tradition. But uh, as is not tradition, um, her mother actually follows her and says, look, you know, she's talking about Tim needing a second chance and urges um, Sarah to go to Alateen, the kid version of Alanon, the support group for families of of alcoholics and which is, Miss uh, Mrs. Eastbourne has been going there and it's really helped her. But mm. um even though Sarah knows it's been helping her mother, she doesn't think she needs help. But Tim is the one who needs to change. Uh-huh. Later, she's picked up for a date by her terrible, <laughs> terrible boyfriend, Bob.
0: Oh, Bob. Yeah, it's funny because I suppose at the end of the last book, we were literally just being introduced to these people like extremely abruptly. So there was no clues <laughs> as to how desperately awful Bob actually is but it was like nearly immediately it's just like oh we hate this guy oh my god (laughs) he's just terrible like he kind of he's yeah he kind of this is it he's taking her to dinner to meet his parents at the country club and like at this stage even at this early point I wrote down meeting someone's parents at the country club never goes well because they're always pricks like yes that's kind of a, a set thing I feel like at this stage in this series it's like if you're meeting someone's parents for the first time and it's in the country club truly don't bother like just break up now it's not going to work
2: oh well Sarah is a bit nervous about it and uh not least because it reminds her of um uh, of her own sort of waspy youth in mm-hmm. Connecticut, <laughs> um, and uh, she imagined she imagines what how it would feel if all the other guests knew she was the sister of an alcoholic or drug addict. She was in the habit of stealing cars, like half of them aren't drinking the bottle of whiskey a day. Well, or, look, it's a country if- club.
0: A country club in nineteen ninety one. Half those people are after. Gordon Coke like I, I was, wouldn't worry about it, girl.
2: <laughs> yes. I don't say like they're not all on prescription drugs and COVID. Yes,
0: <laughs> Absolutely. They are popping pills to beat the band. Relax, Sarah.
2: <laughs> well, Bob is a total dick from the absolute start, setting a pattern. Mm. He said, Sarah, Bob growled, his country club smile never faltering. You look like you're about to turn around and run for your life. Step out of it, will you? I want my folks to see you at your best.
0: Oh, he's just, he's awful. Yeah, I think this was, I just wrote down, ah, I see, Bob sucks.
2: He <laughs> <laughs> certainly does. And so do his parents who are just rude, obnoxious, snotty wasps.
0: Very much so. Yeah, they kind of, she's introduced to them and like the dad, Mr. Hillman, oh uh, God, so barely, barely even acknowledges her. Like He kind of like mutters some half-hearted greeting but isn't even looking at her. He's kind of scanning the faces of other people at the club. Um, and uh, yeah, apparently, yeah, the, mother kind of explains it away is that he's eager to talk with some guy about an investment opportunity but like he just gets up and rushes away from the table before he even sat down it sounds like and all through dinner he keeps jumping out of his chair to go bother people about investments and it's tacky behavior to be honest and I don't see someone like Lila Fowler putting up with shit like this.
2: Oh my god she wouldn't put (laughs) up with it for a single second and uh, the mother is is much better and um, she's just sort of snooty and rude and um, and she, Sarah finds herself thinking fondly, because his family are so cold and horrible, of her mm. own youthful bond with Tim. But then Bob uh, interrupts her reverie with his mm-hmm. voice thick with disapproval. And he's got quite a question.
0: Oh, for God's sake, yeah. Apparently uh, he's saying, uh, my mother asked you what you think about the controversy over tanning salons. <laughs> <laughs>
2: And we in truth, she felt the doctors were right to be concerned about the dangers of long-term tanning. Oh, my, I'm glad somebody in this town is, oh thinks this.
0: We're finally getting there, you guys.
2: <laughs> but uh, yes, she can't bring herself to say what she truly believes because she's pretty aware that uh, Bob's mother has has baked herself like an old leather handbag. Yeah, so, again, I just
0: picture her looking like Magda from this Something About Mary, just
2: absolutely like <laughs> with the metal thing reflecting yes. the rays. <laughs> yeah. So she's all like, oh, I don't know, and Mrs. Hillman frowns at her because she has no fucking manners, none. And afterwards. Bob gets even
0: worse. Oh my God. Yeah, as he's like, he's wrenching open the passenger door of his car for Sarah. And he's like, you really blew it with mom and dad. Like, fuck off, Bob. And in fairness to Sarah, she is furious at first. And then it immediately all just evaporates because she's like, she remembered how much she liked Bob Hillman and how popular he was at school. Like, oh. since when? when?
2: We've literally never heard of either of you. And Who he, are you? Bob is a charmless
0: boar. Oh. He really is. He's got no redeeming qualities, like, at all.
2: Yes. So, well, she Sarah apologises, you shouldn't, um, and said, look, she's got a lot of stuff in her mind, and Bob asks her to uh, party in a certain... Uh, hosted by a certain diva that we know and love, <laughs> who sadly yeah. doesn't really appear in this book properly. Oh,
0: yeah, she's very much on the periphery, if, if, if even at all. So, yeah, Lila's throwing a beach party uh, tomorrow, so he's wants to know if she wants to go to that.
2: And even though she doesn't love Lila, she mm-hmm. thinks this shows Bob likes her. So she says yes. And then Bob is so gross. Ugh.
0: He's such a creep. Um, yeah, so when he's like, okay, great. Wear that white swimsuit you bought last week. I want all the other guys to wish you were their girlfriend. Ugh. Like, just get in the fucking bin, Bob. Seriously, get out of here right now.
2: And we're told Sarah felt vaguely uncomfortable, but she yeah, ignored no the sensation. No. Oh don't ignore it. <laughs> <laughs> well, the next morning, Sarah, the phone rings and uh, Sarah picks up the phone, but it's just as her mother answers. And who could be on the line?
0: Oh, it's Tim. Um, yeah, so she's kind of taken aback. Uh, I suppose she hasn't really spoken to him at all. Yeah. Uh, Like, yeah, she's basically just cut him off and hasn't caught up with him in any kind of shape or form since Since he's... Stayed back, I guess, in Connecticut, um, Did he went or with big house. Or went to the big house indeed. As a criminal, he's a hoodlum. <laughs> um, but yeah, so she kind of ends up eavesdropping on a call between um, her mom and Tim, uh, and um, yeah, she kind of can't bring herself to hang up because even though she's you know so mad at him all the time, she still kind of feels like it, this is kind of a way of getting close to him, um, even though it's kind of accidental. And it is kind of like, oh, like you just miss your brother, just fucking chat with him, will you? Yeah. But um yeah so it's kind of it's quite sad actually but she ends up hanging up I think then just kind of hoping that they haven't realised she's been listening in yes but yeah it's, it's sad and she does realise
2: that she knows Tim's number at the reform school by heart but that she'll never call them which is kind of a mm. poignant detail oh, I can't believe I'm saying anything in this stupid books pointed. poignant <laughs> <laughs> how dare they <laughs> Um, so Amanda rings and asks how the date with Bob and his family where it was last night and Sarah lies about it and um, Amanda isn't a fan of the country club and there's kind of a contrived bit of conflict where Amanda asks Sarah to go uh, shopping and um, Lila's like oh what, Or sorry not Lila, Sarah's like oh what time and then eventually admits oh well you know, I can only go in an early hour because I went to Lina's party. And for some reason Amanda is angry that Sarah asked what time she wanted to go at first before mentioning the party. Like this yeah, is it's... the most contrived drama I think there mm. has ever been in these books. <laughs> Just saying something
0: this is true yeah because Amanda kind of snaps at her and she's like why didn't you just say that in the first place when she says that she's going to the party and Sarah's like well I thought I could do both or you know hoped I could do both uh which is very reasonable (laughs) like you didn't set a time but yeah because apparently um Amanda was also invited uh to this party but um she doesn't want to go she says she can only take Lila and her crowd (laughs) in small doses some of those people are so superficial and phony (laughs) I mean she's not wrong about that <laughs> no, she just doesn't know Lila like we do
2: <laughs> exactly and Sarah is kind of a bit stung by Ama- Amanda's franty quite obnoxious mm. attitude why don't you say Amanda's kind of a dick and I stand <laughs> by this to the end
0: <laughs> we're also very defensive of Lila though to be fair <laughs> true. <laughs> and it's not always deserved but still we will always stand by her <laughs>
2: Well, uh, things are a little bit cold for no real reason between Sarah and Amanda um, as uh, she hangs up. And then the phone rings again. And who could it be?
0: God, the phone is hopping in this house this morning. Um, Yeah, it's her dad. Uh, And again, it's like someone that she had hoped would call. And now that he has called, she doesn't really know what to say to him. And it's kind of weirdly awkward. Like they kind of talk like strangers. It's very strange. He's like, how's school? She's like, I like Sweet Valley High a lot. And it's just it's a very stilted yeah. weird kind of conversation because he's just like okay cool is your mother around like I don't want to talk to you <laughs> <laughs> it's very odd yeah
2: well he seems a bit distracted and in fairness there is a reason for that as mm. we f- we'll find out later Um. so yeah he uh, hangs up to give um, uh, his ex-wife a call at work because he's got something they need to discuss mm. so we cut to the Casatel Wakefield where Jessica's uh, cr- quite the picture <laughs>
0: She is fully kitted out as Miss Teen Sweet Valley, back on the job. uh, Amazed it's going on for this long, to be honest. I am surprised. But but also it it, it becomes increasingly clear that we have the same ghostwriter, I think, as we did for Miss Teen Sweet Valley.
2: Oh, yeah. Um, Mm
0: -hmm.
2: Well, they're very committed to the... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> to the bits they introduced yep. <laughs> um, what is hilarious is that we do keep finding out all the terrible shitty things that she has to do as her duties like they are so <laughs> unglamorous and low rent <laughs>
0: <laughs> poor Miss Teen Sweet Valley just gets carted out for the most random of things like yeah uh, Elizabeth kind of makes fun of her and she's like oh you're cutting the ribbon at another car wash this morning and Jess is like oh this time it's the new bowling alley <laughs> so she literally is just being wheeled out for all sorts of stuff and it's pretty funny
2: <laughs> and Jessica hints that maybe Liz might uh, stand in for her like she did at the contest but um, Jess Liz is you know, first of all isn't going to do that but secondly mm. she's planning to visit the women's shelter and um, and uh, when Alice comes in and you know reminds Liz that writing about the shelter is really important work, Jessica's like, "Oh yeah, whatever." <laughs> I like that Liz says, "Good thing we don't have to depend on Jess to turn the political and social tide." I mean, it <laughs> is a good thing.
0: Very true. She's on the money there.
2: <laughs> so again, this sort of is one of those moments where you think the story's actually going to go a certain like. Dive Mm. into this subject because Alice is warning Liz not to, you know, try and create a sense of distance when she's reporting on what she sees in the shelter because it might be very upsetting and you can't solve these problems overnight.
0: Exactly, yeah.
2: So we cut to Lila's beach party. And sadly, we don't get any good Lila moments.
0: Oh, not at all. Um, yeah, poor Sarah is not particularly having a good time. Uh, I suppose the fact that she'd been chatting to her dad and he seemed so distracted earlier is kind of playing on her mind. And also the stupid conversation with the man that was like conflict again for no reason. Um, but she just has this feeling that something disastrous is about to happen. Um, but also feels like she needs to pretend like she's having a good time or else... Bob is going to be pissed off with her and it's like my god it's so clear so quickly that this guy is just the fucking worst it really um, is yeah so she's basically just kind of plastering on a grin and trying to make the best of it but yeah she's not enjoying herself
2: yeah she uh and also one stage volleyball hits ball Bob <laughs> in the head because he watches Jessica arriving instead of paying attention to the <laughs> volleyball game <laughs>
0: Like the nerve of him being cross at her ever is so funny. When like he's literally just drooling at Jessica <laughs> <laughs> to the point where he's getting bopped on the head with a volleyball.
2: <laughs> oh, good enough for him. Um,
0: yeah.
2: And after all, he's like all the effort she's made. Um, when Bob gives her a lift home, he seems annoyed, and she does feel a bit irritated and thinks, "What have I done now?" And yet again, Bob is an absolute arsehole.
0: Yeah, he's just like, oh, if you didn't want to go to the party, you should have said so. It's like every time they get into the car together after anything, he's just giving out to her. And it's just this relationship is negative crack. Like there's no yes. fun here at all. No,
2: oh, and he, he says these words grimly. And <laughs> um, she he basically is like, oh, you're miles away. Just sort of dumps her at her house and drives off.
0: Oh, God, he's so rude. He's just he's such an asshole.
2: And when she goes in, she's already stunned for that. uh cold goodbye
0: uh, mm-hmm. her mother has news what could it be yes so uh, Tim is being released from <laughs> reform school aka the big house uh, and more importantly he's decided he wants to come to Sweet Valley to make a new start for himself so he's going to come live with them
2: <gasps> uh,
0: caught for no real reason to the next day where Liz
2: is blah 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 <laughs> writing about her experiences of oh the God. sanctuary the women's yeah. refuge and uh, then she goes to meet Enid and Spot doesn't go anywhere.
0: Yeah, nowhere at all.
2: But <laughs> so, in the next scene, there's a familiar face.
0: Again, definitely this is the ghostwriter from Miss Teen Sweet Valley because who has been dragged back into the mix only? <laughs> Mr. Krasinski.
2: <laughs> and private to alpha members, you might remember that last week in Dancing Fools, which <laughs> seriously, everybody, if you have not seen this episode of the Sweet Valley High TV show, <laughs> Watch it on YouTube. It is amazing. It's We were just so delighted by it. But the one thing we wished had appeared in an episode about a uh, dance contest was Mr. Mm. Krasinski.
0: Oh, he was right there waiting to be called up, but it didn't happen.
2: And we couldn't remember what his name was, but
0: uh, <laughs> here comes the long-lost brother to remind us. Great.
2: <laughs> by the way, we're told that Mr. Krasinski had fled Eastern Europe long before the, Berli- the Berlin Wall had come down, which uh, at least they're acknowledging that happened. Two go. years That's later. Something. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, he gives out to Sarah for being distracted because she's having the same old worries that she has repeatedly in this book about oh, everybody discovering the truth about her brother, then they'll all dump her. And um uh yeah, after class, Amanda asks what's bothering her, and, and kind of gives out to Sarah for not confiding in her.
0: Yeah, she's kind of annoyed that yeah, that Sarah won't tell her what's bothering her. Um And it's just like, look, you know, it can't be that bad. But then Sarah kind of starts to cry and she's like, look, it's fine. If you don't want to talk about it, we won't. Um, But again, yeah, she was just like, why don't you tell me? (laughs) Um, She just says, look, I want you to know I I value your friendship and I'm sorry the way things have been going lately. And she just wants to kind of carry on like they were before.
2: Oh, it seems to be you, Amanda, getting quite like, I don't know, touchy about things. Yeah, kind of pushing her about
0: problems. That's it, kind of pushing when she can, when it's pretty clear that Sarah doesn't want to talk about certain things. (laughs) But look, yeah.
2: Hmm. Well, they go to the mall and they say quite an amusing sight.
0: <laughs> well, it's Miss Teen Sweet Valley. She's all dressed up in front of a new fast food place, uh, passing out flyers. And like, this doesn't seem like the the remit of a Teen Beauty Queen to be fair. Like I mean, opening car washes and cutting ribbons, fair enough, but like yeah. passing out flyers. Outside at a fast the- food place. Yeah, this does seem like it's it's um
2: Bit low a went. little
0: unfair even even for Jessica
2: <laughs> I did quite enjoy that that's her duty so I know <laughs> well um, Amanda marvels at how alike the Wakefields are which reminds Sarah of her own twin especially when Amanda keeps kind of tastelessly banging on about twins and how strange it <laughs> must be to be a twin it's like yeah if only you had a friend who was a twin and clearly never wants to talk about her brother <laughs>
0: Yeah, that's it. It's actually like, Sarah clearly does not want to pursue this topic. But again, Amanda just keeps going on about it. Um, But she does kind of admit, oh, the twins do have a special bond. Uh, Sometimes it's almost spooky. Um, But Amanda's like, oh, what do you mean? I thought like something really cool was going to happen here. But it was just that uh, when they were little kids, apparently Sarah and Tim used to have their own language where like every word had a meaning. Um, But like it was something they made up.
2: That is quite common in twins, I think, if any twins are listening. I know that... only that...
0: when they were little children, I guess. Oh, yeah, yeah, it is when
2: they were little children, isn't it? Mm. Yeah, yeah. But I know that... Uh, I don't suppose your mother and your aunt had a,
0: had a secret language. A <laughs> secret language? I don't think so.
2: Because <laughs> <laughs> I do know of, uh, like, of twins who did... Only when they were little. Like, no, when they were, mm. you know, 35 or anything, but... <laughs> Uh, but uh, yeah she admits that uh, Tim is coming to town on Friday and uh, can't admit the truth about why she's not hugely enthusiastic but
0: yeah because Amanda's kind of all excited for her and she's like oh my god this is great why didn't you tell me sooner but um, then yeah she kind of figures out that you know quite obviously her and Tim don't really get along uh, and again it's kind of like Sarah longed to tell her but oh she doesn't want to because of what happened before although we do finally find out a little bit about what happened before do. um. 'Cause it's like, oh, every time she was about to open up to Amanda, she remembered Darlene. <gasps>
2: Darlene. I was she like,
0: exists. Oh my god, this is it. I was like, Oh my god, did Darlene die? But no, Darlene was just a bitch. So like oh the only god. kind of all that happened really here was that Darlene was her best friend back in Connecticut. Uh, when Tim had been arrested for stealing a car, Darlene had suddenly stopped speaking to Sarah. She moved her things out of the locker they shared, told everyone in school the Eastbournes were the wrong kind of people. And because Darlene was popular, many of the other kids had taken their lead from her and snubbed Sarah too. So it was like, oh, so Darlene was just a bitch. That's it. Like, yeah, that's what happened.
2: <laughs> An absolute bitch. Um, and yeah. by the way, there's a bit later on where she's like, maybe, you know, the kids and sweet, maybe I I was judged everybody too harshly and it was like maybe i just didn't let people in and uh clearly this was not the case. Darlene literally went around saying snooty horrible things about you. So yeah,
0: that's the thing. Like this is this was a Darlene problem. Like that's who you should actually be <laughs> cross with here, but anyway, yeah.
2: <laughs> well, uh she um she they are they they go to I don't know get some food or something. And who could they be joined by? <laughs> But another old
0: old face. Oh my goodness! Yes, uh, and again, I feel like there's a bit of retconning going on here. Um, yes, but they a are lot. joined by they are joined by Jerry Crunch McAllister. <laughs> but he's like he's described as a former Sweet Valley High student um uh, and they, yeah i'm going to say what his outfit was because there's actually quite a few in this um Ooh. but he starts by wearing jeans a football jersey and a letterman jacket and it kind of talks about how he works for a local construction company and is good looking but in a macho sort of way and they kind of make out like he's this like kind of sound you know some somewhat preppy kind of guy yes. when like crunch is like a dropout who drinks cans and drives drunk <laughs> and crashes into teenagers on bikes <laughs> like how oh, is the shady lady Yes, exactly. He's a shady character. And they kind of make him out to be almost wholesome or something here. And it's oh, like, what is happening? <laughs> I did not
2: approve of this now. Though. I thought no, this is too much red
0: Yeah, it definitely is. Like this is not this is not the crunch that we <laughs> previously <laughs> met at all. <laughs>
2: Well, uh, yeah, apparently he really fancies Amanda, uh, but they have nothing in common because uh, she likes books and dancing and movies <laughs> and school. And Jerry, Jerry, rarely talked about anything other than his van, which was gleaming purple with a roaring lion boldly
0: painted on the side. Like holy shit this roaring lion is new information so that is the one thing i will allow from the crunch appearance in this book because oh my god a purple van with a lion on the side of it that is fantastic
2: it is but was this not the very van that crashed that caused the crash with uh, todd and liz
0: oh yeah because it was a purple van in that book that he crashed into them with but i guess the roaring lion is a new addition um got it fixed up got it painted it's looking amazing
2: there's no reference later on, by the way, to the fact that it had it already got smashed, mm-hmm. <laughs> nearly killing
0: Liz. But anyway. yeah. <laughs> yeah, they all seem to be over it really quick, considering this is all happening within a year. But look,
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, um, they uh, they have basically he drives them away with his unwanted attentions because they're like, oh, I'm going to lift from Amanda's man. Bye. and He's like, yeah, oh, they- you can lift my wheels.
0: Oh, God. Yeah. They genuinely just run away from him. <laughs>
2: Um, but uh, instead of them being driven away by a boy who won't take no for an answer typical um, Sarah frames it as like oh he's mad about you and Amanda is not mad about him
0: Hmm. yeah actually it's funny because yeah here is like Amanda rolled her eyes he's such a jock she whispered like since when has Crunch been a fucking jock like what is this
2: (laughs) he was more of like a drunken dropout as you said yes
0: exactly that like a jock is absolutely not the vibe with Crunch at all no way
2: yeah Well, uh, on Monday, Liz goes to the community centre because she wants to expand her piece to look at more troubled families, including those affected by addiction. Fine. But then Mrs Morristo is going to let her sit in on some meetings.
0: Oh, my God. This. Oh, my God. I cringed so hard at this. It was just like, get out of here, Elizabeth. And you, Maristow, what are you doing? What kind of fucking sham operation are you running here? This is outrageous. Oh, my God.
2: Because the first, and like, just there and then, without asking for consent from anybody, um, uh, after a bit of, you know, PSA about the importance of group counselling, she yeah. brings Liz into a sort of a general group therapy. It's very vague. There's no indication of, you know, like, it's not he, an addiction mm, therapy, but it's just there's a no general specific, group therapy yeah, session. There's
0: no specific topic, I don't think, really. It's just kind of, yeah, a random group session.
2: And they should be there.
0: <laughs> poor old Tom McKay. That poor lad can't get a minute's peace without these fuckers just barging in on his life. <laughs> <laughs> just let him be gay in peace. Oh my God. <laughs> and
2: he's very chill about his randomly sitting in. Like, they don't seem to have a choice. I know. And, like,
0: even if well even if by some weird twist that the other kids don't know who Elizabeth Wakefield is like (laughs) they'll they'll know that she's not there because she has any fucking problems so like even for Tom sitting there is he just going to be like well fuck this I'm not talking about all my problems now in front of her knowing that she writes for the school paper like
2: yes it's um, oh my god extremely inappropriate Mrs. Marston I mean I think this community centre is spreading itself too thin
0: (laughs) I think so yes there's a lot of um, there's more oversight needed anyway that's for sure
2: true well, on Friday, Sarah arrives home with Bob to find that Tim has arrived early and he's, uh, he's all grown up. A phrase that always sounds very creepy.
0: Oh, it's just so synonymous with like the Daily Mail or something. Is not it, it Yeah, it's gross.
2: <laughs> but uh, yes, he's handsome and charming.
0: He is, yeah. And apparently he's wearing quite cool running shoes. So even Bob is impressed.
2: <laughs> oh my God, yeah. Bob is such a prick. He's like, He says, he seems nice enough. Well, that's incredibly rude thing to say about your girlfriend's brother. Nice no. enough. But then, at least he has good taste. Those running shoes he's wearing are the best on the market. Oh so it's even God, a he's... snooty sort of market-based
0: Oh, of course. Like, yeah, Bob, Bob is the worst. Um, But yeah, Sarah is really cold with Tim. And I suppose she's kind of caught off guard because wasn't expecting him for another day or maybe until the Mm, evening. Yeah. Um, And I suppose the fact that she's with Bob as well. She's kind of caught on the hop and Bob is there. And like, had she known Tim was going to be home already, she wouldn't have kind of brought Bob in. at all. True.
2: So Bob doesn't stay for long. And then Tim comes into the um, into the kitchen and uh, Sarah's kind of moved because she sees him making a frankly unpleasant sounding cheese sandwich that involves margarine
0: oh my god they're margarine
2: <laughs> but uh, apparently he used to make this um, sandwich all the time back in the day and mm. um, so it melts her stony heart for a second but um but she sort of hardens her heart against him and yeah, this is weird. She asks, like, what, what, surely you're on probation? And he says, well, yeah, I can see a probation officer here. And somehow this makes Sarah thinks that it, that everybody will find out about him. Like, do they keep tabs on the probation officers? <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I guess they have announcements boards as well up in Sweet Valley High, just like they do in the TV show. And uh, yes, all the, all the details of probation officers and their wards all go up there every day, <laughs> updated daily. <laughs>
2: Well, the next morning, I mean, this takes about four pages, but I think we can describe it in Uh two sentences. Uh, Sarah's mother drives her to the beach for heart to heart, basically says, look, uh, Tim isn't a bad person. Uh, He's really trying to make a change. He needs their support. And your dad can't provide that because, you know, he's kind of not. Very, He's very emotionally open and we need to be the ones who helped him um, start mm. over. But Sarah refuses to uh, give him another chance lest she be let down again.
0: Exactly, yeah. She's very bitter about the whole thing. But yeah, her mom is trying to point out, look, just <laughs> give him a chance. He's still your brother. But yeah, exactly. not, it's not going anywhere with Sarah.
2: Well, we briefly cut to the casa where Jessica is trying to bribe Liz to take her place mm-hmm. as Miss Teen Sweet Molly, um And uh, Liz is... is refuses because she needed to go back to the, the sanctuary and uh, there is quite an amusing bit when she suggests jessica just ask the runner-up to take over
0: <laughs> yeah which obviously instills pure horror into jessica and she's like never <laughs> shooting off the bed like a rocket <laughs> if i do that someone might get the idea i can't handle the job so uh, yeah so the runner-up is not getting a look in anyway that's for sure no
2: <laughs> well sarah's at home being lost and confused so there's only one place to call
0: I mean, it could only be Project Youth,
2: (laughs) and uh, I do like that somebody, some girl answers the phone, and the voice is familiar. And I bet it's it's meant to be Amy, and uh, Sarah's like, oh no, I think I know that voice, and hangs up. Uh, Good move, (laughs) because good luck, you tried to pour your troubles out to her.
0: Oh, God. Yeah. So she rings again, like 20 minutes later uh, to try and get a different person answering uh, and a guy answers. Uh, And it turns out it's Barry, because apparently Amy and Barry are literally the only people (laughs) working at Project Youth. that's it. They are the entirety of the phone helpline staff.
2: Well, she pours her heart out to Barry and asks for advice, but he says they can't give advice at least. That's good, I guess, because they have like three hours of training. But she's basically like, (laughs) the answers may lie within. Though I think in this case, you could suggest Alateen, which meets in the same...
0: (laughs) There you go. Like there's a ready-made answer for Barry here and it's literally next door, you know? (laughs) So it did feel a bit lousy that she kind of talked and talked for ages and spilled out all her problems. Then he was like, well, I have no advice for you. See ya. (laughs) Come on, Barry. (laughs) But as you say, they've had literally no training. So maybe it's good that he's not uh, suggesting anything here.
2: (laughs) Well, again, in the subplot that isn't really a subplot, Liz and Eden spend the afternoon with the kids in the sanctuary and she's kind of shaken afterwards. But Todd reminds her she'll cheer them up for a while. She feels better. That's all that really happens there.
0: Pretty much, yeah.
2: Meanwhile, Bob (laughs) rings to cancel his date with Sarah at the last minute. He is such a rude prick.
0: Oh my God, he's awful. Like Bruce Patman is often this rude as well, but at least Bruce is funny. So he's yeah. got that much going for him. Bob is just awful all the way down. Oh, he's charmless. <laughs> Completely.
2: Um, so she has to dine with Tim and her mother and T tries to make, so which she's been dreading because they haven't really had to, you know, hang out together properly so far Mm. and he tries to make conversation asks about her life in Sweet Valley but she just shuts him down and when their mother leaves the room she's like you want to drive my friends away too uh, like you did back in Connecticut and uh, then she reveals she's been telling quite the tales about him
0: Oh, God. Yeah. Apparently at school, she's been telling everyone that um, yeah, he was living with their dad in Connecticut, that he gets good grades and he's a member of the track team. And she's like, you better go along with that story. And obviously poor Tim is like, wait, what you want me to just lie about everything? Um, and mm. she kind of throws it in his face like, oh, it wouldn't be the first time. But as Tim points out, like because he's been going to Alcoholics Anonymous, like, you know, being honest is obviously a huge part of that. And he's like, look, I need to be straight with people about where I've been and what I've done. Yeah. Um. And she's just absolutely not having it. And this is pretty cruel, actually from sarah and she's just like whatever look just you know go to be go to aa be as honest as you want but i'll never forgive you if you don't back up my story at sweet valley high so like he wanted a new start and now she's just like nope you have to lie about your whole life basically yes
2: and he's pretty upset um Mm. but you know he when she says i'll never forgive you if you tell the truth he sadly agrees poor tim yes so I guess later the same night, Liz uh, goes to an AA meeting, which we are told allows non-members to sit in, though I would think they would warn the attendees if it was a journalist.
0: Surely. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah.
2: <laughs> so it's a nice non-judgmental picture of, uh, you know, people with addiction issues trying to mm. um, trying to overcome their their uh, or live with their with their addictions.
0: But then mm. who should get up? Oh, well, Tim gets up and introduces himself. Um, So he kind of tells a bit of his story about how um, he'd been in a lot of trouble before moving to California. And, you know, he's living with his mom and his sister now and his mother's really trying to make him feel welcome. But his sister is being really cold and can hardly be in the same room as him and wants him to lie about his past. And he just, you know, kind of says, you know, that's where I am right now. And is obviously very sad about it. So um, Liz, of course, is touched by his story. Oh, um, of
2: course she is. Yeah, and
0: it stays in her mind while she kind of hangs back at the end.
2: And um, yeah, she uh, she does think that uh, she and Jessica and Stephen had, no, had had problems getting along at various times of their life, but never had they felt ashamed of one another. She should absolutely have felt there. ashamed of Jessica. Many <laughs> oh times.
0: There should be constant shame for that family. Jesus. <laughs>
2: Well, there is a break and she chats with Tim who uh, kind of it basically comes on to her. Um,
0: <laughs> <Like> immediately.
2: <laughs> and I'm not sure if that's really appropriate in the AA no, I can't imagine it is. <laughs> sort of puts me off Tim a bit. A little bit. <laughs> we are told his manner was friendly and funny, not threatening in any way, but he is kind of going, when he finds out she has a boyfriend, like joking, ooh, so you won't dump this guy, huh? It's like... Uh, you are in an AI meeting, Tim. Like, yeah, not yeah
0: sure this it's, is healthy behavior. It's great, but yeah, it's it's very much kind of framed as like Tim just being kind of funny and goofy, and it's all fine, and Liz is cool with it and yes, whatever. But kidding. yeah, when you kind of, like reading it out, it's like, oh god, Tim, come on now. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, at school on Monday, oh yeah, she says that she'll show around uh, school oh, yeah. on Monday, and Tim's, mm-hmm. Tim is clearly touched that somebody's reaching out to him. So at school, she introduces him to Todd, and he's all like, Oh, you're a lucky man, Todd. (laughs) Which is. They basically bond, him and Tim basically, or Tim and Todd basically bond over fancying Liz.
0: Oh, God. Yeah. Well, look, (laughs) it's that or Todd punching his lights out for.
2: I mean, this is, so you know. this is better, this is better,
0: this is This is probably the more optimal situation, yeah.
2: So class begins and uh, Sarah is there looking all sort of embarrassed and ignoring Tim and Liz realises that she is the sister who's ashamed of him.
0: <laughs> oh my God, yes, she pieces it together because she's a great detective.
2: And she uh, talks to him after class and assures him she won't reveal his secret and introduces mm. him to the gang.
0: Yeah, there, there is a great bit when Jessica kind of sidles up and is like, who's the hunk, Jessica asks, leaning <laughs> close to Liz to whisper the words out the side of her mouth.
2: Who's <laughs> <laughs> the hunk?
0: Who's the hunk, to you?
2: What's the scoop? What's the story? What's the... Don't dish me any applesauce. <laughs> well, actually, Liz heads to the Oracle office. We're petty ass What's the scoop? <laughs> <laughs> Hooray. Hooray. <laughs> And Jesus, I mean, we learned several times that it is a slow news month in Sweet Valley because this, Lisa's idea for a story is less than thrilling.
0: Oh, God. Well, she does mention, yeah, that um, Tim is new in school and they could do the usual profile <gasps> and like, oh, my God, just leave these new kids alone. <laughs> oh, no. But um, but yeah, weirdly, Penny um like closes the door and she's like, he's been in trouble. One of my sources told me he was in yeah. reform school before he came to Sweet Valley." I was like, wait, what? Who is her source? And she yeah. has the whole fucking lowdown about him stealing a car yes. uh, and getting into trouble with the law over alcohol and drugs. And Liz is like, oh, this source of yours, will they keep this information confidential? Is it going to be spread all over the school? And Penny's like, knowing this person, I'd say the word is a good chance of getting out. But like, we never find out I who know. the source is. It's really weird that it's done like this. I mean, you kind of presume with yeah. Caroline Pierce, but like, I, how would she find I
2: out? Really know. Like look the fucking deep throat of Spring Valley. High, like, who's meeting Penny in a car park
0: somewhere? And, like, just you no, know, just like hanging around underground car parks, dishing the dirt <laughs> on new kids. Like, it's really weird, and yeah, and, and unresolved as well as to who oh, the fucking source totally is. Oh, totally
2: unresolved. So later, Sarah reluctantly introduces Amanda to Tim, and they immediately hit it off.
0: Mm, very much so. Yeah, so Sarah's really annoyed about that, of course. Um, and yeah, Sarah was supposed to show Timmer around Sweet Valley after school, but now all she wants to do is get rid of him. Um, and she's just like, oh, makes up some excuse about how she can't uh, give him a tour. And then Amanda just jumps in and she's like, I'll show you around. I have my mom's car today. And there's like all this invisible energy crackling back and forth between them. So they're, they're getting on like a house on fire. And Sarah's fuming.
2: Yes, she literally cries out, No!
0: <laughs> <laughs> she's so dramatic.
2: And then she covers really badly She's all like, oh, I thought you were to dance class. And um, Tim's like, It's fine. I don't really need to tour. And Amanda insists on taking him. And it's um, like, I don't have a dance class. And they leave together. And Sarah is furious. Yeah. <laughs> so when Tim gets home later, he's all cheery because he's been having a whale of a time. And his mood drops when he sees how angry Sarah is.
0: Oh, yeah. Um, oh god yeah he she's kind of just yeah he can tell straight away that she's really annoyed and he's like look you know before you say anything i didn't tell amanda anything about my past so you can stop freaking out about it yeah Uh, and he kind of says look shouldn't you just tell her the truth because it's obviously putting a strain on your friendship um that you're keeping all this from her but again she just gets really mad at him and she's like i'm not telling her anything about you and all your issues and you better not tell her either um and he's like look the truth always comes out and yeah she's just like it doesn't have to and it's just Sarah being annoying really for most oh, of
2: this, this cover- yeah they basically have variations on this conversation multiple times yeah. mm. um, so she's made into her casserole already for the family dinner and when Tim leaves uh, Mrs. Eastbourne uh, basically commits
0: a crime but- <laughs> This is why it's the same fucking ghostwriter <laughs> oh as, <laughs> as Miss Teen Sweet Valley. Because once again, to or uh, horror and fury, Mrs. Eastbourne made herself a cup of tea in the microwave.
2: <laughs> oh my good sweet Jesus! Why are we forced to read such horrific scenes?
0: We've only just recovered from the last oh. fucking disaster, but look, we're here again. <laughs> well. <laughs> Some trying to ruin tea.
2: <laughs> so she asks Sarah <laughs> to come with her to the Al Anon meeting, but um uh Sarah's like, No, 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 can't. I'm helping Bob with his homework, and Miss Seasport is like, where will you help Tim, but <gasps> doesn't cuts no uh ice with Sarah. Mm. So at dinner, uh the reach of the Castwell and Tim raves about Amanda's tour of the town, which included the college campus. Like okay, I guess they've decided the college is literally in the town now. <laughs>
0: sure, why not? So <laughs> Stephen's always around.
2: And then, I think this is a weird thing to say to your to your mother and your sister. <laughs> Can you tell us what he says?
0: Oh God, why didn't someone tell me the prettiest girls in the Western Hemisphere live right here in Sweet Valley? The Wakefield twins, Amanda. Wow. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yes, say that to your sister mm, and your sure. mother oh yeah <laughs> uh well liz it turns out is going to interview him. he tells the, the others liz is going to interview him for the paper but uh as sure as uh, sarah he won't tell her about any he my time in the big house <laughs> <laughs> Oh uh, god. <laughs> so uh he's like look we're just we're friends we hope that's all right with you and then who should ring
0: Oh, it's Bob. Again, last minute. He's like, oh, yeah, oh, I can't awesome. hang out this evening and study tonight. He's like, my mother is having some people in and I have to be there. Um, so she's just really disappointed. And Bob says he'll drive her to school tomorrow. But she's just kind of feeling let down yes. at every turn it seems like lately. <laughs> and she runs away, right?
2: So next morning, Liz and Tim meet for their interview and he admits that he stole the car and ended up in the break house. And uh, we're told, like any reporter worth her number two pencils, Liz had good instincts about people and she knew Timmy Eastmore was basically a good person.
0: Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, she kind of jokes about, like, oh, it's probably better if I don't put all that in the profile. Yeah.
2: <laughs> but it is kind of nice. And he talks fondly about his childhood in Connecticut. And when she asks about school, Tim reveals that uh, it's it's something he finds a bit challenging.
0: Yeah, he reveals that he has a slight learning disability, and sometimes it takes him a little bit longer to grasp things than it would the average person. Uh, and then Liz is like, "Oh, Sarah mentioned you were on the uh, you were the star of your school's track team." And Tim's like, "The track team." And Liz is like, "Yeah." And she's kind of like, "Oh, she's kind of surprised then." But like, Liz also knows at this stage that Sarah is basically lying about Tim. Yes. About every bit of Tim and everything he ever did so like I don't know why she's kind of puzzled by this
2: (laughs) yes because she basically realises that he has lied she's lied about every aspect of Tim's life Mm. Yeah, Um, because he wants to go to like vocational uh, college and do something technical and Mm. uh, well Sarah has been saying he was going to go to Harvard like their dad Um, but Liz realises that Tim really respects and cares about Sarah because he talks about her really fondly and he sings her praises Mm. Um, so it's a bit poignant. it is Friday, Sarah is freaked out because Tim is a social hit. He's already popular. Oh, my God. And uh, yeah, he clearly fancies Amanda, who likes him back and is uh, skiving off their uh, their dance class that evening. because She's tutoring Tim.
0: Oh, my God. Mr. Krasinski will not be happy with this.
2: No. So <laughs> she's just having a bad day. She gets caught in the rain on the way to class. She's feeling sorry for herself. And when she comes out after class, she sees her mom's car waiting for her. But who could be in it?
0: it's tim he's there to pick her up
2: so he's uh he apologizes uh again i'm not really sure what he's apologizing for just existing i guess and says he's trying to show he's changed but she won't believe him um that you know she said she's learned not to trust him but then when they get to the pizza place because they're going to get pizza for dinner they kind of get their friendly vibe back over the large array of video games that apparently (gasps) are in this pizza place
0: Okay, I got really excited because they do actually make uh, for the time current reference and oh! I was delighted. Um, yeah, so she does like melt very slightly in the the pizza place and it kind of takes her back to when they used to play games together as kids. And uh, Tim is like, come on, I'll beat you at Golden Axe while we're waiting for our order. And I fucking love Golden Axe. <laughs> I loved this. It was like the one like really good thing in this book <laughs> was a <the> mention <laughs> of Golden Axe because that was such a fucking good game. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Well, uh, yeah, well, it's it's apparently the game that bonds uh, strange twins. Um, But things get a bit, uh, the the good mood wears off when they get back and Amanda is still in the Eastbourne house. And Sarah thinks, oh, she clearly just stayed after the tutoring session, hoping she'd be asked to dinner, which of course she is
0: yeah it's it's a weirdly bitter way for her to think about her friend like saying oh she's trying to be asked to dinner it's like yeah she's your friend why don't you want to hang out with her like i know you're pissed off with i know she's pissed off with tim but surely she'd like still want amanda to be around but anyway yeah so she's very she's just very crabby and impatient again like once she gets home because she kind of briefly kind of softens towards tim and then immediately just snaps back to being yeah. kind of a bitch about him
2: and when a man well, tim drops a man to home and when he gets back sarah basically accuses him of stealing her friend and tim's like look she thinks you're brilliant but sarah's like i want you to drop her because uh, you said you wouldn't wreck your my life and now look what you're doing and he's like oh you basically what the fuck i didn't i never promised you i wouldn't have any friends
0: Exactly, yeah. He's like, I didn't promise to be a hermit, which is fair because she is just mad at him for anything he does now at this stage. Um and also earlier she had kind of said, how, you know, oh actions mean more to me right now. And it's like all he's doing is showing her how much he's changed and all the work he's doing in like bettering himself or whatever. But like, yeah, she's just she's just really mean to him. It's not yeah. it's not fair. Yeah.
2: And um, says that Amanda wouldn't give him the time of day if she knew what, she, you know, what Tim was really like. And oh. Tim is like, okay. What am I really like? Why don't you tell me? And then it all comes out because we kind of see where Sarah's resentment, completely unfounded, is coming from
0: yeah she ends up blaming him for their parents divorce she's like they broke up because of all the trouble you caused and that's why dad moved out um and tim kind of goes pale and he's like he's like what are you talking about he's like uh look they were fighting long before i got into trouble um but sarah's like no it's not true it's not true and tim's like it clearly is true what are you talking about and she keeps just trying to walk away from him and run away crying and he just he's like look we need to talk this out or like we'll never figure our shit out basically and yeah she just will not listen to him and just yeah runs off to her room
2: yeah where she does have to admit that there is truth in what he said about Mm. the parent the problem between the parents you know being much earlier than tim getting into trouble for the first time Mm. uh we just have a little pointless scene then saturday morning in the wakefield house where jessica complains about everyone waking her up at a quarter to 11 which i guess when (laughs) you're a teenager on a saturday is quite late true yeah (laughs) and um There's another PSA bit uh, where Liz tells Jessica that she needed to want to volunteer regularly at the shelter. And Jessica's like, I can't imagine somebody like, you know, our mother putting up with uh, any violence and sort of being a bit victim blamey. But Mm -hmm. Liz rightly points out that there's a lot of reasons, including, you know, following family patterns that women stay in abusive relationships and... um, and, and like it is very PSA,
0: but oh, very again, very heavy-handed kind of yeah, like information dump again. Um, but there is a little bit of levity then when when Jessica says, "I think you've been going to too many of those AAA meetings," <laughs> uh, which of course is like the American AA, as in car rescue stuff.
2: <laughs> yes, which is called the AA here. confusingly. <laughs> yeah, confusing.
0: They're both AA. (laughs) They're both Alcoholics Anonymous and the car fucking rescue thing.
2: (laughs) So that night, Liz and Todd head to the Dairy Burger where they see Crunch and his crew, and Todd greets them cheerfully,
0: even though, as we were saying earlier, Crunch nearly killed both of them. I. It's so strange. This isn't mentioned at all. Like like Crunch is like some affable fucking guy who hangs around, and not like a. Fucking dangerous driver who almost killed him and Liz like Taz is like hi Crunch guys and Liz kind of talks about how his van looks good or something and it's just it's really weird it's just I don't get it. Yeah they're
2: <laughs> amused by the van lion instead of being like oh my god that's the van that put me in hospital <laughs>
0: with a coma. Yes that very severely injured me. <laughs>
2: Well, they uh, they notice Tim out in the parking lot looking at the fancy wheels and he comes in and joins them um, and uh, mentions the fancy van, uh, which causes Todd to point out how much Crudge worships it. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, Tim's on his way back from dropping Amanda off and Todd and Tim are apparently now best friends. So they all hang around having a boring football chat for a while and then they all head home at around 11. Yep. that's it yeah um yeah it's yeah again it's it's not a
0: huge okay well it is important i suppose for other yes. reasons but uh yeah it's um yeah they just kind of talk about nothing and then i'll go home
2: and todd mentions how nice tim is and he's heard the rumors from the mysterious source i guess about <laughs> reform schools oh that's even oh, cool. got out very fucking easily i do Good not is, know though. how
0: Jesus, like, yeah, it's poor Sarah stressing away there about everyone's going to know. It sounds like everyone already knows Sarah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so I just relax if I was you. So
2: yes, they both agree everyone deserves a second chance if they're trying mm. to change their ways, which is, uh, I guess, you know, good message. True. If they're, you know, they do stress if they're trying to do something about, you know, make amends for what they've done. Fair. Um. So the next warning, there's a terrifying. Uh, Event at Sarah's house. Who could oh.
0: arrive? Oh my God. Well, it's the cops. <gasps> the mostly useless Sweet Valley cops have turned up at the house. Because Crunch's van has been stolen. <gasps> no so yeah they arrive at the door looking for tim and of course immediately sarah's like oh jesus what's he after doing now <laughs> this is a disaster like immediately assumes guilt um but yeah poor tim like was conked out asleep i think and he kind of wakes up and has to be taken away and he's just like oh jesus look i didn't take crunch's van uh, all i did was look at it and the cops are like no we should take you in for questioning um, But his mom goes with him and oh, yeah, she has to call a lawyer dad and a lawyer. And I thought the lawyer might have been Ned, actually. But I nope. did,
2: too. Oh, what a <laughs> wasted opportunity.
0: I know. There's no other lawyers in Sweet Valley. Don't <laughs> act like there is.
2: So when Tim is dragged away by the Rossers. Sarah <laughs> snarls. Happy now. <laughs>
0: Fuck's sake, Sarah. <laughs>
2: and on this dramatic note we would like to take a break to tell you about another podcast in the headstuff stable
0: that's right yes so every episode we tell you about a different headstuff podcast uh, uh headstuff network podcast yes. <laughs> uh this week it's spice bags so they've only recently just launched season three and it's a fortnightly adventure into the world of flavors that have a home here in ireland and beyond uh, and it's hosted by blanca may and d so there's multicultural hosts and everything and they have chats about the best foods and flavours and traditions that are going on at the
1: minute and you can have a little listen to it here. Spice Bags is a podcast about food in Ireland from an international perspective. Hi, I'm May. I'm an American food writer and I'm with my friends Blanca, a chef from Spain, and Dee, an Irish food editrix. And we are the Spice Bags, three sassy ladies with a lot to dish up. Join us for the chats.
2: And now back to Sweet Valley, where um, Tim and Mrs. Eastbourne get home hours after he's dragged away in cuffs because unsurprisingly they had no evidence to hold him
0: like none also a fucking giant purple van with a line on it is pretty conspicuous (laughs) so it's like where's Tim supposedly stashed this huge fucking mystery machine I don't know
2: and um Mrs. Eastbourne is urging Sarah to be, you know, to, to be there for her brother. But Sarah was like, oh, car stolen and there. It was obviously him. Mm-hmm. So Mrs. Eastbourne's like, oh, my God, I haven't enough of this absolute nonsense. Do you really <laughs> think? He, and she doesn't say, do you think you'd be stupid enough to steal a car <laughs> yeah. as soon as he gets here? Like when he's clearly trying and he's going to a formation officer. Um, but uh, later, Sarah hears Tim on the phone and. He like she's not listening in on the line, she just over you know, she she hears him talking to somebody and he sounds all upset and she does feel bad.
0: She does, yeah. Um, but like, yeah, again, it's she's kind of, she kind of ebbs and flows this one, like where she would feel bad for him and then she'll be mad again. Um yeah. But after, after she's heard him on the phone, then uh, about a half an hour later, a guy in jeans and a college sweatshirt arrives and asks to see Tim. Uh, and Sarah's like, who's that? But her mom, is, her mom is so funny. She's kind of distracted and she's like, his name is Mike. I think he's Tim's AA sponsor. It's like, do you not want to check who this random man is that has just arrived at your house <laughs> and gone in to see your son? <laughs> but okay, sure.
2: <laughs> um, but uh, it is her, her sponsor. And yes. <laughs> also we learn that uh, Mrs. Mr. Eastbourne is flying over on the next plane and Tim wonders after his sponsor leaves that uh, maybe Mr- his dad has just come over to tell him how ashamed he is of him. But Mr. Eastbourne says uh, he could throw that on the phone. <laughs> which (laughs) is true, but yeah, slightly... Apparently
0: she says it it kindly, apparently, but it's also like, all right, give me a moment, Mrs. (laughs) Eastbourne.
2: (laughs) So Mr. Eastbourne does turn up. It's all a bit awkward. And Tim, again, tells him what happened, which we know. Hmm. I don't know why we have to hear it again. And Sarah's (laughs) all sarky. And uh, she does wish she could believe he's telling the truth, but also thinks, okay, whatever, he came home at 11 o'clock but he could have sneaked out again after coming home and stolen the van. I mean, mm. it would have been a very inept theft, but... True. <laughs> On Monday morning, Sarah dreads going to school and she fears that the stolen van story will be the front page <laughs> of the Sweet Valley News.
0: Um Yeah, I mean, look, we know it's always a slow news day when it comes to Sweet Valley <laughs> newspapers, but that is surely a bit of a stretch.
2: <laughs> well... Um, yeah she hopes they don't have a picture of Tim at this police station and that's Jesus
0: when he hasn't been charged with anything I don't think they're going to stick his fucking picture (laughs) on the newspaper but look there you go
2: (laughs) well Mrs. Eastbourne hurries to work and she leaves the kids with the car keys so they will be forced to go to school together and Mm. uh, she shocked Tim as going to school at all but he says look I've got to show my face i'm nothing to be ashamed of and yeah. says look i know you don't want advice from me but i've got to say this you would feel better if you'd go to alateen and talk to the other kids about having an alcohol for a, an alcoholic for a brother mm. but she's like oh i don't need any help and uh Tim makes a very good point here
0: Oh, like, yes, very much so. He kind of, he says to her, look, you've you've lied to all of your friends. You've built me up into something I never was. And now your life is collapsing because you won't trust or believe in anyone. Does that sound like normal stuff to you? And like, he has her there because she is miserable. And yeah. it is because she's trying to like keep all these lies going and not be real with anybody. And like, yeah. it is a disaster.
2: Yeah. yeah, he is right. But she's like, oh, it's all your fault. I hate you.
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh God, she's so annoying. <laughs>
2: <laughs> she drives to school anyway. And who should be waiting for them in the parking lot?
0: It's Crunch, but they just keep calling him Jerry, and it's like his name is Crunch. Come on, this is yes. established. It's Crunch in <laughs> no all my notes. Jerry. I can tell you. Yeah, no one calls him Jerry. Fuck off.
2: <laughs> well, uh, Sarah is scared when she sees them, understandably. And Tim tells her to look right in the car. And when he gets out of the car, he's quickly surrounded with supporters like Todd and some unnamed <laughs> pals of Todd. I thought we might yes. get a Ken Matthews cameo. <laughs>
0: Well, not yet. (laughs) But tensions quickly mount. Yeah. uh, Crunch, I almost called him Jerry there because that's the name of the book. But like, yeah, Crunch (laughs) accuses uh, Tim of obviously stealing his van. Uh, Like, it's like, where's my van? He's born. And Tim's like, I don't know. Like, he stands tall and looks him straight in the eye. And Sarah's kind of watching this going, oh, God, like Crunch would absolutely make bits of him if Mm. he decides to. But Tim is like, look, I didn't take your van. I haven't seen it since Saturday. Um, but yeah, all the friends kind of laugh. And then when Tim is off guard, Crunch uh, throws a punch at him Yeah, uh, and gets him. So it looks like there's going to be a brawl right there in the school car park. And Todd tries to step in, but Tim tells him to stay back, that it's his fight. Um, but yeah, it it properly kind of erupts into a scrap in the car park.
2: Proper uh, scrap. But luckily (laughs) someone's there to break up the battle because who should run up? (laughs) But <laughs> Mr. Collins!
0: Hooray! Roger to the rescue! He's uh, back! Yeah. He's back, uh, briefly, but we'll take it. Uh, him and two other teachers come running across the lot with uh, with some help from Todd, Tony Esteban, Ken Matthews oh! and Tom McKay. They managed to pull Crunch and Tim apart.
2: <laughs> they do. And uh, Mr. Collins says tells Crunch to just get off of campus and tells Tim to go to his office. By the way, we do later find out Tim was sent home from school and I really don't think he should have been because he was just
0: defending himself from This is the thing, Crunch. yeah. Well, that's it. Like, he didn't start a fight. He was defending himself. But like, I don't know. Is it just just that Roger arrived on as they were scrapping and it's like, well, you're both fighting. But yeah, it did seem unfair that Tim got sent home from school. Very
2: unlike you, Roger. Hmm. Well, worried Sarah enters the school and finds Amanda who says, oh, you could have told me what to expect. Why not say? (laughs) Fuck off, Amanda.
0: Truly, get out of here. Oh my God, I don't even care about her.
2: And Sarah feels too guilty to say anything and Amanda just stomps off. But luckily, (laughs) someone is behind Sarah and says her name softly. And who could it be?
0: Oh, the the soft, sympathetic voice could only belong to Liz Wakefield.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Liz says she knows that Tim didn't steal the van. She saw him leave the dairy burger. um, And then we're told, Elizabeth touched her arm. If you need to talk to somebody, she said, let me know. And then... She was gone. <laughs> like, poof. She disappeared. Like Touched by an angel. Yeah. Touched by a Wakefield. Touched by a gremlin, more like. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, Sarah wants to run away and just hide from all this. But then she realises that she is a coward. While Tim is the brave one, maybe he is innocent after all.
0: Oh, my goodness. Imagine.
2: So she uh, she gets home after school to find Tim with her dad and uh, the local paper. And yes, the fan story is
0: on the front page. Oh, my God. Clearly, this newspaper is also run by students or something, because <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs>
2: Well, Mr. Eastbourne suggests that they all distract themselves by taking their mom out for dinner. And it's actually really nice. But um, in, but instead of Sarah being able to enjoy it, she just thinks, oh, our life could have been like this for years. And Tim had moved everything. Um, so after dinner, Mr. Eastbourne and Tim go off for a father son chat and Sarah mm. asks her mother if her parents will get back together. Um, and uh, Mrs. Eastbourne says uh, no, they are not no. going to get back together at all, but and I guess this story is a nice portrayal of people learning to co-parent together, or at least one person finally stepping up because uh, uh, and, you know, taking his responsibilities mm-hmm. because Mrs. Eastbourne says, look, your dad's really trying to improve his relationship with you and your brother, and you shouldn't sh- shut him out because you'll regret it. Yeah, and, that's fair. Yeah, it is fair. But then who... Should turn up at the house.
0: <laughs> fucking Bob!
2: <laughs> That's literally right outside. That fucking Bob turns up
0: this holding fucking the fucking guy. paper. Oh my god! Like he's her fucking manager or something. Like what? What is this, Sarah? Can I talk to you for a minute? Like get the fuck out of here, Bob! You piece of shit!
2: <laughs> he won't even come into the house. He dumps her in the car.
0: <laughs> oh my god! He's such an asshole. <laughs>
2: Yeah, he says, my dad is an important man in this town. <laughs> oh, we haven't heard of him, Mr. Hillman. Who's yeah. he?
0: And how important is he if he has to bother people at the country club every five minutes to fucking badger them into investing with him or something? Oh like, my God, he sounds
2: so dodgy and yeah. uh, doesn't sound important at all. And uh, yeah, he um, he's obviously anxious to be done with breaking up and get out of there, we're told. And uh, he's not worth it, Sarah
0: truly not uh although the <laughs> does say sarah wanted to hit him but she just opened the car door and got out it's like oh could have thrown a dig but like, i suppose better that you didn't
2: <laughs> well when she gets out she goes i need my letterman jacket back
0: oh god yeah
2: he's so <laughs> awful so when she um so she just goes back to the house and is feeling sorry for herself and when yeah. tim gets back um from being out with his dad um Sarah tells him about Bob breaking up with her because he didn't want to associate with a criminal element and uh, yeah again Amanda, like fuck you Amanda, (laughs) Tim rigs her because uh, she won't talk to him
0: like yeah and like uh, it's not that she even redeems herself later but she kind of explains why she wasn't talking to to him or or really to um, Sarah but like it just comes off as her not wanting anything to do with Tim
2: yeah. You know, it's really
0: bad. It's, it's very just badly quite handled. True. On her it's part. just like,
2: oh, I didn't know he had been a thief and now he was accused with no real evidence of stealing a car. It's like, okay, so you're just going to ignore him. Great. You're yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. So uh, it's, Tim tells Sarah that their dad suggested that, you know, seeing as things haven't been going very well in Sweet Valley, watch with being arrested? Probably, possibly with the case to sue the Sweet Valley Police Department. Um, okay. He comes back and lives with their dad back east and he's seriously yeah. considering it and Sarah's just like, oh, whatever, don't care. So, on Thursday uh, Ma- Sarah finds Amanda and apologises for not telling her about Tim and uh, Amanda's um, all like oh, best friends should, should trust each other um, and uh, um, Sam just points out well it doesn't seem like you trust him very much and, <laughs> very
0: true
2: and um, Amanda basically just walks off
0: yeah it's really weird like it takes it takes them too long to to patch this up and oh also I God. don't care about it so yes. it's just kind of annoying to read about as well <laughs> it's like I don't care about these people they've just turned up for this one book and like oh. they're gone again after this so like who gives a shit
2: well somebody we know only too well approaches <laughs> She, this is crazy. standing in her blue green oh,
0: eyes fuck's sake she literally just like skulks around the cafeteria just waiting for people to be upset <laughs> so she can just sidle on up and be like hey you look upset <laughs>
2: <laughs> well she tells Sarah that she's reporting on Alateen later and does Sarah want to go and Sarah does
0: so, uh, sorry. Talk. It's just so it's just so fucking typical that like Sarah's mother and her brother have been honored <laughs> to go to Alateen. She's like, no, no, no. But when Elizabeth Wakefield says it, it's like, you know what? This is a fucking great idea, Liz. Thank you so much for <laughs> suggesting it. <laughs> uh,
2: when um, uh, when they when they get there, or sorry, when they're they're on their way there, um, Sarah tells Liz that everyone's ignoring her at school. But Liz says, like, they don't know how to you know, to talk to you and they don't know. You've put up this really defensive wall around yourself. They don't know how to break it down. And yeah. that's when Sarah wonders, was it possible that Darlene and the others had wanted to reach out to her, but that she had put them off with her anger and hurt and her shame? Darlene literally went around saying that your family were like undesirables and took all their stuff out of your shared locker. Uh I don't think she was wanting to reach out for you, to you.
0: She no she clearly wasn't and Leah she's like was it possible it's like no it very clearly was not possible Darlene was not a good person she <laughs> is no loss whatsoever because she was a fucking bitch in the end so yes. like why are you being so generous to her like I don't understand this bit it's very strange well uh, they go
2: to the meeting which uh, doesn't even sink in because it's just all the blur basically because Sarah's just so you know Possibly doubting herself about trusting or about should she have trusted Darlene? Well, as mm. you say, the answer is clearly no. She yeah. shouldn't have trusted her. And uh, this is a weird segue. But <laughs> uh, after the meeting, she tells Liz that, you know, oh God, that was basically a blur. But Liz says it takes time. And Sarah thinks of Tim's commitment to his recovery and it's like, gosh, Tim really is, you know, like he's got more stamina than me. Mm. And she feels all alone. And Liz says, oh look, just give everybody time. And then. This book has so many people randomly praising Liz. Sarah <laughs> says, How did you get to be
0: so smart? Oh my god, stop encouraging her. That's what my notes say. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, though, it's just people telling Liz how fucking great she is. Honest to God, like, would you stop? <laughs>
2: Not even for the last time in this book.
0: No. Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> Well, when Sarah gets back, just her dad is there and he wants to talk to her and uh, they they go out and he said he says, look, he's basically apologizes for not making time for her in the past, but that he really wants them to spend time together in the future and he'll make time. Mm. Um, and he uh, he basically asks for a second chance and they have quite a nice moment.
0: It is quite nice, actually. Yeah, he is clearly trying to, you know, change his ways and have a yeah. proper relationship with her and Tim. And it's like, well, OK, I mean, it's, it's obviously a bit late in the day, but look, it's better late than never. So yeah. he is trying. So that's nice.
2: And when she gets home, her mother is pleased that she's, you know, letting her dad sort of in uh, when he's mm. trying to make amends. But it reminds her that Tim has also turned over a new leaf. And uh, Sarah realises that, you know, Tim has a better support network than she does because he's got a sponsor he's got Todd and as new best mates <laughs> so um, but she does have her mom so she joins him in front of newscaster Dan Weller, a rare Ooh. real person reference
0: there you go I tell you the current references are off the charts I say that with two current references for 1991 but you know <laughs> what? it's more than we usually get and more than like Jessica fancying Mick Jagger <laughs>
2: <laughs> nothing will top that
0: ever oh my god
2: well on wednesday mrs Esports so by the fact her alcoholic son has just been arrested for a crime he didn't commit Heads <laughs> off on a business trip
0: i guess sure the kids will be fine
2: <laughs> well everything's free and easy in sweet valley because on the way back from dropping her mother at the airport sarah sees the alateen kids are having their their meeting outside the center on the grass
0: Oh my God. It's, it's very chill. It's like I have expected them to be playing frisbee or something, but <laughs> apparently it actually genuinely is an outdoor meeting out on the garden. So she's like, huh, maybe, maybe I should actually go to this again. Um, because it was, as you said, the first one was just such a blur to her. She yeah. kind of decides to give it another go and maybe try paying attention this time because she was so, I suppose, wound up and distracted the first time round. So she's like, okay, I'm going to give this a proper go.
2: Yes. And actually, it really helps um mm-hmm. she it she really feels less alone It uh, gives her fresh perspective. and when she gets home, she makes a big chili for tim, uh his favorite meal and um then her dad comes in before heading to the airport, and he's got some news,
0: yeah, he. Says that he oh, they've located uh Crunch's van. <gasps> uh, the cops have finally done their jobs. Um, and the apparently the fingerprints they found inside the van belong to a suspected car thief from the next town, like unnamed next town. <laughs> it's from Big Mesa. They're all bloody scoundrels out in Big Mesa, but uh, yeah, so they've made an arrest and Tim is cleared of all suspicion. So, um, that's all fantastic news, but yeah, there's no one to kind of share it with them because I suppose her mom is off on the business trip. Tim isn't there, so it's just mm. her and her dad. So she's kind of she wants to uh oh yeah the dad wants to tell Miss Mrs. Eastbourne but she's gone so yes. yeah kind of just the two of them.
2: Um and uh yeah the dad's a bit nervous for reasons we will find out in a minute and um uh well for several reasons. So first <laughs> of all he has some more personal news about his own life.
0: <laughs> yeah again in the grand tradition of Sweet Valley <laughs> parents. <laughs> springing things on their children uh he says that he's met a woman uh back in Connecticut that he's thinking of marrying and it's like again have either of your children met this woman no okay but you're gonna marry her her. okay cool (laughs) (laughs) oh my god so uh yeah so Sarah kind of tries to absorb the news and finds that she's actually quite calm about it and says that she's happy for him um so yeah they kind of they have to part ways then again and she says look you know uh you know thanks for the great news and I love you and he says look I am gonna uh, oh yeah, he wants her to come visit him yeah. um, for a couple of weeks next summer. So they they end on good terms because um, yeah. I suppose they were quite awkward before all this. Yeah,
2: and so they've 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 bonded basically. Hmm. So uh, there's still no sign of Tim, and she's wondering where else he's got to, what she where he's got to. But when she goes into her own room, what did she find on her pillow? <gasps>
0: there's a letter from Tim. <gasps>
2: Yes, he's heading to Connecticut now with their dad. He was apparently out in the car the whole time, basically. And uh, he's already said goodbye to their mom. So the mom knows all about, uh, Mm. you know, Tim being... uh, been, like, exonerated and yes. he- is heading to Connecticut. So uh, couldn't even wait to say goodbye, get on a plane, like, the next day. I don't know <laughs> why. you're
0: so strange, but yeah. So, any yeah, like, the fact that he was just sitting out in the car as well, like, I know it was, as far as he knows, Sarah is still, like, mad at him for everything. But, yeah. like, that he wouldn't even say it to her face and just sit out in the car and leave a letter. Like, it is a bit chicken shit.
2: <laughs> he says that he couldn't bear to see the relief in his... In, uh, in Sarah's face when he when she found out that he was staying, or he was going. It's a bit of a cop-out. Um, mm. So yeah, she realises that's one of the reasons her dad seemed a bit nervous and wasn't just telling her telling her about Jenna Bates. Again, <laughs> somebody introduced by their full Full, full name. name.
0: No need for it.
2: <laughs> um, so she rings the airport and asks if there's a Timmy's it on the flight to Connecticut, and uh, bizarrely they tell her, but there is one, um, so no <laughs>
0: confidentiality at all. <laughs> Hilarious. <laughs> uh, airports <laughs> in the 90s. Well, well,
2: a difficult airport in the 90s style. She races there. She realises she could page him, like rig the airport and page him. But no, no, Ooh. she'd rather rig and have a dramatic boarding gate, um, you know, uh, reconciliation scene.
0: <laughs> there you go. It's, it's more exciting that way.
2: <laughs> um, so, yeah, she apologises uh, and tells him to stay. And Tim rightly says, look, our do you actually mean this or are you going to keep reminding me about all the mistakes I've made as soon as I get back to the house? And she's like, mm. no. And so they say goodbye to their dad and uh, the, that's, that's it for all Mr. Eastbourne. on the way back, Tim is a bit obnoxious.
0: Yeah, a little bit. Like I was just coming around to Tim yeah, um, and he, he asked her to give him the car keys and she's like, mm, no. But then he's like, I want to drive. She's like, oh, we all want things. And why should I just hand over the car keys to you anyway? Because I'm the guy, that's why. Now, Tim, come on! I, mean, like, I know again—is this—is this meant to be Tim being jokey and silly? But it's like you can be jokey and silly without being a prick, Tim.
2: Yeah, that does not—that is not a funny joke, Tim. It's—it no. uh, just looks a bit uh, revolting. So, yeah, it was
0: there called him a chauvinist, so there's that, I suppose. Yeah,
2: but he's like, oh,
0: I tried. <laughs> oh, whatever.
2: <laughs> so um, at home, they make chili and they banter. And Tim asks, look, what changed your mind about me, basically? And she says that the Alatine meeting made her realize she has to focus on her own life, which is kind of messy, and mm. uh, focus less on Tim's. And they discuss their future. Tim bangs on about car parts for ages. <laughs> Very considerate of them. It's like Sarah didn't just a word, but oh, which God. must have been very evident, Tim.
0: Honestly, yeah. I mean, surely the vacant look in her eyes should have been a first clue.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so she asks him, "What about Amanda?" Um, but she, but he's like, "Amanda's headed for college, like you. What chance do I have?" And Sarah insists she likes him, but he's not convinced. Mm. Then we coast to the Oracle office, and a frankly sickening scene. <laughs>
0: You mean this has never happened to you when you've finished uh, an article for anything, no? No,
2: no, it's never <laughs> happened to me. He finishes an article and tells you know Penny, oh, okay, that's finished. What does Penny say? <laughs>
0: Then he just says, if it was anyone else, I'd wait until I read the piece to offer my congratulations on a job well done. But because it's you, I'll congratulate you now. The article is sensitive, insightful and just plain fabulous.
2: Oh my God. I think nearly all journalists will tell you that your editor almost never says anything about a piece. You only hear back if there's a problem. Otherwise, just like, yeah, we assume this will be good and if it's not, then you're fucked up. But... (laughs) <laughs> they don't go back and say this is insensitive insightful and just plain fabulous
0: without even having read it can yes. you imagine <laughs> come on Penny you're better than this <laughs>
2: um, so uh, yeah uh, she Liz admits how painful it was trying to write about these serious things but Penny says you, you know you're so compassionate another great thing I do that makes your <laughs> writing good and she tells her to go home and switch off uh, by listening to Jess complain about her duties But it also says her sources have told her about Tim leaving town. Who the fuck are these people? (laughs) Well, when we get home, Jessica staggers into the kitchen and we have another crime scene. Call the Sweet Valley Police to this
0: appalling event. This is the real crime here. Yeah, now it's herbal tea. But again, into a cup of water and into the microwave and just a piece of me died.
2: I know. It's, the, it's not the worst thing Jessica's ever done, but it's no, up there. But it's up there for sure. Um, so, uh, oh God. Yeah, so she whines about her duties, but Liz doesn't take it seriously. But later, of course, calls in to see what's wrong. And Jessica can't go on a date with someone called Dennis Hanover. What about old Steve?
0: I know he was sure just dropped immediately. Poor old Steve <laughs> didn't and, make it past the second date. Yeah,
2: well, she can't go out with the Dennis because she has a per- she has to do a Miss Teen Sweet Valley thing. And Liz goes, "Let's talk about it." Ugh. In a way that sort of implies that, like, oh, isn't Liz just brilliant wanting to talk to everybody?
0: <laughs> I just I read it in like a Frasier tone of voice, like I'm listening.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, I wish this was a Frasier crossover. If only. Well, on Monday, Sarah and Tim arrive at school and who should be there waiting for (laughs) them?
0: (laughs) Fucking Crunch is back loitering outside the school again. (laughs) Well, Sarah marches up and gets a bit OTG. Oh my God, she truly does. Yeah, stomps right up to him, too furious to be intimidated by his size and reputation and demanded, what do you want now, you big lug?
2: (laughs) 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 well Crunch apologises to Tim and says uh, he took his jealousy about Amanda because of course he fancies Amanda out on him and he Mm -hmm. offers his hand and goes buddies (laughs) 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 and Tim takes it
0: like who is this Crunch I cannot imagine like any book previous Crunch ever apologising for anything to be honest
2: absolutely not this is a total retcon so all is peaceful and uh, then uh, when Crunch goes off We're getting the return of the playful punch. See, I told you it was a thing. It's back. (laughs) Todd Wilkins comes over and punches Tim playfully on the upper arm. Fucking (laughs) hell. He says, I thought you were history. Tim says he's here to stay. So Sarah finds Amanda and asks her, you know, they have sort of a bit awkward moment. do you go to dance class? Maybe we'll go together. And then, of course, they have lunch with Tim or with Liz and Edith. (laughs) (laughs) Why aren't you with your supposed best friends, Claire, uh, who was just like your your kindred spirit in the last book? Yes, absolutely,
0: BFFs.
2: <laughs> so uh, Liz invites them to a Wakefield pool party on Saturday, and then Tim approaches and Amanda, the fucking sap, runs off, blushing. Oh God, she sucks. Yeah, she really does because Sarah mm. follows and Amanda's all like, oh, I blew it with Tim. Oh, I'm so sad. I was proved myself to be a fair weather friend. It's like, Yeah,
0: you did. You totally did. You would not talk to him on the phone. You literally just ran away from him there now. Like you're the worst.
2: Yeah. But Sarah says, look, Tim's into you and Amanda is comforted. And when Sarah leaves the bathroom, cause that's where they've been having this heart heart, as is tradition, genuinely. Mm-hmm. Um, She sees Tim and is all like, oh. Not quite taken from there but, uh, or from here, <laughs> but it's kind of implied. Kind of, yeah. <laughs> so after school, Sarah sees Tim and Amanda. They're together and they're waiting for her in the parking lot. But then who should pull up before she joins them?
0: Bob pulls <laughs> <was> up <laughs> alongside her in his car and smiled as though he had never dumped her. Oh, <laughs> He asks her if she wants a lift and like she keeps walking and he just kind of like crawls along in the car beside her like a big creep. Um oh, well, and so uh, creepy oh god he's the worst and she's just like no thanks I'll walk uh, and then he's like oh listen the Wakefields are throwing a party do you want to I want you to be my date not even do you want to come I'm like I'd like you to be my date yes. how about it and Sarah kind of stops and looks at him and kind of realises what an asshole he is she's like oh yeah she actually says like what had she ever seen in this arrogant jerk and she's like I won't be needing a date but thanks oh. anyway Um. so and he kind of starts to call after her again and she's like you were right Bob we're not right for each other it won't work out and like Bob's tires screech as he speeds away <laughs> (laughs) (laughs)
2: um so uh yeah Sarah is happily uh single and she Mm. joins Amanda and Tim and I guess it's the next day they go to the mall to get new party outfits I hope we'll get some descriptions of these outfits in a Mm -hmm. minute and Amanda points out Miss Teen Sweet Valley and asks is that Jessica Wakefield but (laughs) yeah (laughs) (laughs) is it
0: Well, is it? Uh, Yeah, Sarah is like, oh, I think so. But then she's like, hmm, but if it is Jessica, there's something different about her. Um, And uh, yeah, Sarah notes uh, a certain serenity in the girl's smile. It was obvious, even from a distance. The last thing Miss Teen Sweet Valley wanted to be doing was passing out cheese samples in the mall. Like at some point, this Miss Teen Sweet Valley thing is just like exploitative and like free labor. (laughs) For these random fucking food outlets in the mall. Like, come on, lads. (laughs) (laughs)
2: <laughs> well they go over and say hi jessica and we're told miss teen sweet valley winked if you say so she replied brightly <laughs> oh, God!
0: <laughs> yeah sarah's like elizabeth is that you and it's like twinkle in the girl's aquamarine eyes and she's like of course not uh smiling and showing her dimple which is an exact duplicate of jessica's um yeah so like okay oh, god. again this just goes on and on a bit oh like, my it's god, like, oh my god <laughs> It's fine
2: <laughs> so um amanda is they head off and amanda is going to the party with tim and asks if sarah has a date and um she says no uh, she turned down uh, a date with bob she's going solo and amanda admits she never likes bob and when sarah asks why sarah didn't tell her this um, she's like i guess i'm also guilty of not trusting my best friend <gasps> Um and uh, they forgive each other and then Amanda says you know Sarah it used to really bother you the idea of not having a date for every party I wonder why living in that town
0: <laughs> it's not as if it's an extremely established precedent or anything
2: <laughs> well Sarah though in this is a blessed relief has decided she needs to like herself a bit more before she dates any guy
0: My God, imagine a healthy attitude to dating. Who'd have thought?
2: Well, Amanda clearly doesn't give a shit because she gets (laughs) uh, immediately distracted by looking at more silky outfits.
0: Ooh, they're the only kind. (laughs) Of course.
2: So later, Liz tells Jess she owes her because it was, of course, her and she had a terrible time standing around in painful shoes and uh, several women gave out to her for promoting beauty (laughs) bachets. And uh, she's further f- infuriated because Jessica gave a saintly sigh. Now you understand, Elizabeth. My life is not an easy one. <laughs> it's
0: tough being Miss Sweet-, Miss Sweet Valley, Miss Teen Sweet Valley. <laughs> I mean, it actually kind of is, but it serves a right. <laughs> very true
2: so later on the party is a smash at the Wakefield home and uh, Liz greets Sarah and says by the way did you come to the party by yourself
0: <gasps> no surely not
2: <laughs> and Sarah says with myself Sarah corrected her friend
0: no good for you Sarah
2: yeah and Elizabeth Grint here's to good company <laughs> so uh, bravo Sarah I mean at least for now though you your attitude towards being a independent single woman changes in a few minutes
0: <laughs> very true
2: because <laughs> she has a great night but when she gets home she finds her mother who's all happy to have both her kids under one roof because mm. you know um, soon they'll be going off to college or vocational school in Tim's case so she's going to be an empty nester then Sarah says what you need is a guy oh, fuck's sake <laughs>
0: although Mrs. Eastbourne then uh, says maybe she's finally ready for that and Sarah's like is there somebody and she's like how would you feel if there was and like there is somebody basically is where this is going uh but her mom is like yes he's nice and his name is Frank Williams again with the first and last names like who is this guy uh but (laughs) He's, he's, he's quite a guy he is an executive with a company she's designing a new shopping complex for um He lives in LA but he's got his own helicopter so he can drop in any time he wants to. What? (laughs) What? Just uh, tip on over to the Sweet Valley helipad and it's all good.
2: (laughs) He's just gonna like land in their back garden or something like what is happening?
0: Sure he'll drop down a little rope ladder to pick her up and they'll head off to LA again it'll be great. (laughs) (laughs)
2: Uh, Well, Sarah's delighted and Mm. uh, Tim arrives at home and Sarah's just really happy to have her little family um, reunited and things with her dad are good. So everything's covered up, Sarah. And that's the end for the Eastborns and uh,
0: fine, I guess. God, hopefully that's it for the Eastborns altogether, because my God.
2: That was a slog. (laughs) Well, speaking of slogs, we've got to... (laughs) April Dawson's <laughs> dad's garage?
0: Why the fuck not?
2: <laughs> what is happening? What is, like, they are doing such a bad job of seeding the next book at the moment.
0: Because so, there was a little run there where they were doing it really early and like two or three books ahead of time were like peppering in little bits and pieces that yes. would then kind of come into their own but like they're just not even bothering anymore it's truly the last page it's like oh by the way there's all these guys hanging out over here and you have to care about it now it's like
2: do i though oh, well yeah we do get a familiar face uh with April. like which was april dawson which book was she in again? Was she in? Ed? She didn't have a book of her
0: own, obviously. But... Oh, I didn't remember her at all. I thought it was Michael Harris was the the familiar face. Well, he no? is,
2: yeah. yeah. So, God, but I have no
0: recollection of April Dawson. I have to say, I
2: know the name, so I think okay. she was definitely referred to in a random background okay. thing. But yeah, Michael was last seen being a terrible clingy, uh, like bad boyfriend. He was. Um, that was uh, was it? The woman, him, and Maria, Maria got engaged
0: ridiculously. Oh, yes. Yeah.
2: And having to have, like, a egg baby or something. <laughs> yeah.
0: That's right, and he was a massive sexist and wanted her to be, like, a miserable housewife or something, wasn't it? He was, yes. Yeah. Oh, oh Michael fucking sucked.
2: Well, oh, hate this guy. It just seems a bit weird. <laughs> because, uh, yeah, apparently him and April are dirt bike racers. Uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> Well, a few years ago, I found out there was a dirt bike track very near my house, purely because my husband and I were walking on Clontarf seafront, and suddenly saw a bike fly into the air.
0: So oh, my I God.
2: <laughs> out towards a East Link Business Park. And yes, it wow. turns out there was an entire dirt bike thing. We walked over, and there was a dirt bike rally there, and there was a track there, and they're having a big event. So... uh yeah, I, I, I'm I used to being taken by surprise by the introduction of dirt bikes to a familiar location. This isn't the first time you've been surprised by a dirt bike. It is not. <laughs> if you're in North Dublin, people, you could be surprised by it too, because it's just
0: at the Fairview end of Puntarfs in front. There you go. Just pinging up out of the air and out of nowhere. <laughs> Literally flying through the air. There. I mean, it's quite spectacular, I have to say.
2: Oh, well, I'm sure. It looks very dangerous. but um, Well, yeah. I did not want to do it myself, but um, no. uh, Michael is apparently a passionate dirt bike racer out Jesus. of nowhere.
0: Yeah.
2: And he understands why Crunch McAllister freaked out about his van being stolen, because if anyone stole his bike, he'd freak too. It sounds like he's freaking out already.
0: Yeah, like his face has turned red and his fists are clenched. And apparently April is like, she'd seen him look like this before, suddenly angry and looking as if he could tear down a wall. And it's like, then why are you still going out with him? Bail the fuck out, April.
2: Oh, my God. Well, the strange thing was, we're told, it only seemed to happen whenever he talked about his bike. (laughs) For fuck's
0: sake. I can't believe they are going to try and make us care about this.
2: (laughs) Oh, and another obnoxious angry dude because April jokes if anyone touched his bike she'd sort them out but he gets all snotty and is like oh well where were you when I needed you and she's like what are you talking about and then asks does it have something to do with Artie western uh
0: Okay. <laughs> Apparently, whenever she see, whenever Michael sees him at a race, uh, he starts acting really odd. And Michael's like, nothing happened. I was only kidding before. Don't bring up the subject of Western again, okay? Uh, so it's like he's gotten mad at her for something that she had nothing to do with mm. and that happened before she knew him. Okay, that's normal. Um, <sighs> yeah, and she's just like, okay, fine. I won't say anything else about him. But she thinks something bad had happened to Michael before she knew him and it had involved Artie
2: Western. I'm going to find out what that something was, she decided. And thank God, that is the end of Long Lost Mother!
0: Oh, my goodness. We did it. We got there. Oh, God.
2: Can you read us out, please?
0: Uh, what secret is Michael keeping from April? Find out, because we have to, in Sweet Valley High 80, the girl they both loved.
2: Well, I mean, very, very promising. Uh, the last, based on this, the, I'm not sure this new habit of introducing random characters we either have never heard of before or barely know yeah. is a good strategy for making us care about the subsequent plot. It
0: really characters. isn't. It's just dropping them in at the last minute. It's yeah, it's not working for me.
2: Well, can you read us out, please? Oh, we did. <laughs> um, oh, you did. Sorry. I'm, I'm actually so dazed. By, I think I'm glazed <laughs> over thinking of the brother
0: is it over yet it is it's okay we're done it's all right we can stop talking about this stupid book don't worry
2: i meant to say can you give us some stats and outfits please
0: <laughs> well that i can certainly do oh, thank you thank you <laughs> are you okay no I'm,
2: that <laughs> boring book has broken my brain
0: oh okay well uh, let's replenish you with uh some wakefield blondness <gasps> that got mentioned four times which is not bad going I actually thought blue- it'd
2: be more wow
0: Yeah, well, the blue green eyes got six mentions, Ah. which is a lot more than we've been getting lately. Uh, Hilariously, Sarah's eyes changed colour once. Uh, because near the start of the book they made a huge big deal about how her grey eyes were like one of her defining features did. and literally a few pages later they mentioned her hazel eyes tearing up so there you oh, go oh for
2: fuck's sake that's <laughs> yeah. just lazy
0: it's not even within a chapter was it consistent uh, but then god we got actually quite a good scatter of outfits to be fair we did um, yes
2: I noticed we it really myself did.
0: yeah so like right at the start uh, when they're describing her beautiful Liz is uh, they mention her new white jeans <laughs> Uh, and blue tank top, which are showing off her perfect size six figure. Um, but like, it just sounds like Smurfette. Like like Wakefield's wearing white and blue just sound like Smurfette oh, to me. Yes. Um. Then Jessica, all decked out as Miss Teen Sweet Valley, is wearing a pink formal, which I presume is like a pink gown of some sort, like a formal gown. Yeah, they keep
2: referring to like this, you know... A formal, as if it's mm. a thing.
0: I know. They give us details for fuck's sake, but yeah, pink formal, her crown, and her Miss Teen Sweet Valley uh, sash, uh, which is is quite the combo. Um, then Jess turns up again later on, wearing white cutoffs in a pink polo shirt, mm. which is exciting. <laughs> <laughs> Love a pink polo. Um, (laughs) Mrs. Eastbourne, actually, surprisingly, Mrs. Eastbourne came through with the best outfit, I feel like. She leaves at one point dressed for work in an attractive blue suit and a lavender blouse.
2: Oh, I love that.
0: How about that? She is giving you power, businesswoman. Oh,
2: she is. Doubtless silk.
0: Surely. I mean, what else is there? I um, oh, yeah. When Amanda and Sarah are shopping for outfits for the party, uh, Sarah picks up a sleek jumpsuit at one point. <gasps> she which, does. Is lovely. There's a pink summer dress, uh, but then, yes, the silky outfit is uh, a silky white pants outfit. <laughs> <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> wow. Oh. Uh, and then there was one more thing which wasn't an outfit but I was very excited about even though it was deployed slightly wrong Um, so as we recall from well quite some time ago at this stage uh, the fondness of uh, the number 137
2: I know what you're going to refer to go on yeah
0: So this is usually Jessica's thing, but uh, it's Liz's randomly this time around, uh, because apparently there's some bit about Todd not needing to tear other kids down. And it's another of the million and 37 things Elizabeth (gasps) liked about him.
2: I mean, that does seem like she's stealing Jessica's She
0: is totally stealing her thing, like the nerve I mean you know there's a lot that can be said about Jessica but the 137 thing is very definitively hers
2: (laughs) this is true I mean she claims a lot of things a lot of the time but she can (laughs) actually claim that one
0: yeah to be fair that is 100% hers so yeah back off Liz (laughs) stick to the shoulder pads
2: (laughs) well that was a good outfit array it really was Um, So, listeners, do you have any thoughts on The Long Lost Brother? Or were you, like us, simply too bored to really care about it?
0: (laughs) Did you even make it through this episode? Because we wouldn't blame you. (laughs) I mean, we're all kind of drifting off at some (laughs) stage. A little bit, like, and then what happened? Wait, I don't know what happened. Oh, God, I can't remember. (laughs) Well,
2: if you have any thoughts to share with us, you can find us on Twitter at svhpodcast.com.
0: You can send us an email at svhpodcast at gmail.com.
2: And of course, you can find us on Instagram, where Karen has been doing sterling, sterling work. Um, We did hear from you, a a lot of you from last week. Um, We did hear from uh, Lazy Leslie Nope, a regular friend of the show, who uh, sent us a picture of her own dream interpretation
0: book from the 90s. And, and actually, you know, that actually reminded me that I, too, had my own dream interpretation book from the 90s. So I really didn't have a leg to stand on slagging off Jessica.
2: Well, Lazy Leslie Nope said, it was definitely a thing my friends and I did, but we never started a business, quote, quote, <laughs> or fell in love with a marketing campaign. Fair. Um So, uh, yeah, uh, Shallow Nonsense Is My Job said, I'm reasonably convinced that Leila's marimba is actually a hurdy-gurdy, but she can't bring herself to say something so silly and unposh as a (laughs) hurdy-gurdy. I would love that. (laughs) Um, Over on Instagram, Neri Siren, uh, Neri Siren's Coffee Grotto um, said that... uh, Um, She agrees that as awesome as this ghostwriter is for roasting Amy to bits, they kind of phoned phoned in Scott's tragic backstory and one enduring character trait. I'm guessing that's why they made Claire a dog-hating jerk, to really make Scott look like a hero in comparison.
0: Oh th- yeah, they had to. They had to do something. So yeah, Claire definitely isn't really like that. So it's fine. Don't worry about it. <laughs> this is
2: true. There was <laughs> there was a lot of love from um, for people for Claire's uh, as Lizzie fourteen Lizzle 49 called as Claire's super chill rugby shirt. And my own sister said, "OMG, I literally had Claire's top of the eighties, but in a slightly <laughs> mintier green, worn with mint green leggings and big plastic earrings." I can assure you, listeners, this is true
0: we're going to need some photographic evidence however oh, I, I demand it
2: there is some photographic evidence I will <laughs> dig it up the next time I'm in my parents fantastic.
0: house fantastic also uh, in in further uh, us being wrong all the time news uh, oh, Sarah Travers sent us a message uh, telling us that she actually had to do an English project that was a travel brochure when she was in school <gasps> and more recently one of her kids just had to do one as well so what? again completely wrong having to hold her hands up once again sorry Mr Collins you <laughs> were on the
1: ball <laughs>
2: Well speaking of unorthodox methods Liz makes this comment to say Jean's method of getting a boyfriend seems to be to pretend to like someone so she can humiliate them and get revenge but to unintentionally fall in love with them in the process (laughs) the same thing happened with Tom and it did
0: It exactly was that like this is her system this is how she (laughs) rules
2: How did we not think of that? Because that was the thing where she was trying to where what's her name Um, Sandy Bacon was trying to trick
0: her Yes, she was trying to get, it was part of her hazing or something to get into PBA. was to, oh God, bring Tom on a date or some bullshit. I don't know. But yeah, again, there was trickery and deceit involved and she is untrustworthy. Oh my God,
2: she totally is. Um, (laughs) By the way, we also did point out about uh, that great line about having Amy as a serious girlfriend, being like having lawnmower (laughs) as a serious career. And actually... While well, most people were like, oh, a bird! burn to all landscapers and insert there's been a murder gift here. Uh, <laughs> Waterwear77 did say, however, lawn mowing here in Florida is a huge money-making venture.
0: So well, there you go. Yeah. A- Amy Sutton should <laughs> take herself off to Florida <laughs> where dating her will be perfectly viable.
2: <laughs> wow. That could go a lot of places. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs>
0: Sweet Valley Nights. (laughs) (laughs) They're back.
2: (laughs) Did they ever go away? (laughs) Well, listeners, I know you're dying uh, to to hear about um, the girl they both loved or whatever the hell it's called. But I'm afraid you're going to have to wait a bit longer because next week will be our Halloween episode. And we want you to help us choose between three options.
0: Yeah, so we were going to do a super thriller, but we were kind of going through the ones that we both have and we simply couldn't decide. So we're going to put it in your hands and we'll throw up a poll, I guess, on Twitter and on Instagram. Yeah, yeah we'll, we'll figure it out. But <laughs> there'll be a poll somewhere. So we're going to need your input as to, uh, to which book to do.
2: So the options are on the run, tagline. A shadowy past where Elizabeth becomes friends with a quiet, sensitive writer who apparently has a uh, mysterious secret. Mm -hmm. There's murder on the line, tagline eavesdroppers beware. When Jessica overhears a conversation uh, while working at the Sweet Valley News, which uh, uh, involves plans for a murder. (gasps) Sounds good. And then no place to hide, tagline. Secret Lives. Ooh. Now, it does involve Nicholas Morrow. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, Liz and Jessica invite him on a picnic to cure his blues and he falls in love with a beautiful girl called Barbara. Huh. Hmm.
0: Hmm. Doesn't sound as murdery as the other ones. No, to be honest. it doesn't. <laughs>
2: but uh, apparently Barbara is in a desperate situation and mm. uh, is in deadly trouble. But um, oh, okay. So there are your options, listeners. No place to hide. On the one, murder on the line. Let us know what you would like us to talk about in our special Halloween episode. And uh, yeah, it's going to be back to the the regular programming the week after
0: that. So. after the doll drums and dirt bikes after
2: that. I mean, maybe it'll surprise us as some books do, but I really, a new low bar has been set with the Long Lost Brothers. So mm. I don't know. But before we discuss mysteries and uh, dirt bikes, we will, of course, be releasing the next of our Pi Beta Alpha episodes. And you can listen to it by joining Headstuff Plus.
0: Yeah, so if you go to headstuffpodcast.com for as little as five euros a month, you can sign up to support the show and all this nonsense that we do here. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And when you do so, you'll get access to our bonus series, which is Pi Beta Alpha, obviously. And uh, yeah, we are recapping the Sweet Valley High TV show. It is an absolute blast. We are so fond of everybody on the show at this stage. (laughs) Like, we just love everybody. Um, And uh, it's getting juicy because the next one is going to be kidnapped.
2: It, I'm so excited about this, and also our last, the last one was, "Dancing Fools," not based on a book, but it, it hit heights of unhingedness that really have to be seen to be relieved, and we were delirious with joy. Frankly, honestly,
0: I don't think either of us have actually fully recovered. No,
2: I don't think we ever will. <laughs> well, you can join Pi, Pi Beta Alpha by signing up to HeadStuff Plus. For as little as €5 a month, wherever you are in the world. And uh, in case you don't know already, our bonus episodes come out all the weeks that this podcast does not. Which means, of course, you will never have to go longer than seven days without some Sweet Valley nonsense in your ears. Um, (laughs) So if that sounds like a good thing to you, maybe it doesn't.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Maybe that's your idea of torture. Who knows?
2: (laughs) You can join us over at headstuffpodcasts.com. And, uh, yeah, Pymita Alpha members, we will see you in the clubhouse next week when we find out what happens when, are he is in it, because I've watched the first few minutes.
0: When, oh my God, you cheated. <laughs>
2: I watched it by mistake. I, t- I pressed play in the wrong video when I was meant to be watching Dancing Fools. And then Jessica referred to the arrival in town of a little show called Frankly Speaking. Oh my God. <laughs> so he's in it. Um. That's when I knew. Hang on, this is dancing and Fools. <laughs>
0: Something's wrong here.
2: <laughs> it's even better. Well, hopefully. Um, so yeah, we will see you in the podcast where we see how they portray Jeremy Franks, which I for one am very excited about. But uh, yeah, it'll all be on down at the clubhouse next week, or maybe instead of the clubhouse, we should call it Carl the Ordinies Shack. Jack,
0: <laughs> bring the frozen pancakes. We'll be there. <laughs> <laughs>
2: So, yes, my Alpha members, we'll see you in the shack. And everybody else, <laughs> we will see you in uh, two weeks. Oh, when, a
0: spooky one.
2: Yeah, when we find out what happens when the twins are in some unspecified danger, that will be decided by you. <laughs> Consider it a choose your own adventure. Oh my
0: God. <laughs> Amazing.
2: See you then, everybody. Thanks for listening. Bye.